welcome everybody to yet again another wonderful episode of the Break the Rules live stream. I'm your host, Lev Polyakov at Levpo on Twitter, and we are here to talk about the seed oils, the sneed oils, as well as the businesses <laughs> behind the seed oils. What exactly does it mean in the grand scheme of things as far as the alliances people are making right now, the products they support, the people they support? You know, I feel like there's a purity spiral in the way in a lot of these different things, as well as maybe some healthy skepticism. So whatever's going to uh, happen happens today. But everybody, like I said before, has to speak respectfully, criticize the ideas and not, uh, you know, belittle the person because we're all I think we're all the uh, hand puppets of God at the end of the day. So with that being said, I want to introduce uh, the guest today. So we have the uh, seed oil disrespecter, a.k.a. Dr. K, joining us here in the red shirt. We have got Sigma Sensei joining us in the black shirt above there in the robe or uh, whatever whatever that is. Uh, robe. <laughs> yes. Then we got uh, James finally back in BTR. I know you all miss me. I'm finally black. I can say it. I'm allowed to oh, say it. Oh, boy. Back in black. Well, me and James have the similar ethnicity that uh, <laughs> you know, we're brothers exactly. in disguise. Judging from that hat, uh, I don't think you're Italian, Gio. No, all people have <laughs> said uh, <laughs> um, uh, Orthodox Turk, so there you go. <laughs> that energy to it. Identifying as a cockroach, understood. Oh, <laughs> James, that is so... That is so cold. Listen, it's Byzantium. It's not Istanbul, okay? Screw that. Anyways. Yeah, enough yeah. enough Istanbul shit. Let's get into the main topic of discussion oh. today. So, okay, seed oils. First, just to get us started, Dr. K, for those who are, were living under a rock, what is all this business about seed oils? Just guide us through that first, and then we're going to get into the uh, elephant in the room controversy. Sure. Um, yeah, so I made seed oil disrespecter, I think, like maybe like, I don't know if it's exactly six months ago or almost because it was October of last year, sitting in this exact spot on my couch. Um, it, I, I've said, I've, I've given the story a million times. So I want to make sure I give it quick, but I got into paleo like almost 15 years ago from folks like Rob Wolf, Paleo Solution and Mark Sisson and some of the other folks. And the big things that they were talking about were like vegetable oil, gluten, dairy, and all these things and how certain people can have bad effects with that stuff that put me down it was one of the main things that put me down a path to eventually um becoming a doctor like i was i like as soon as i learned what autoimmunity was you know like celiac disease or hypothyroidism or a lot of these things i just it was in my um early to mid 20s at the time and i just you know went down a rabbit hole that just wouldn't stop and when i started med school in my early 30s I was just way too busy for that world anymore. So I unplugged for a long time. You know, my YouTube algorithm was not nutrition videos. It was like, you know, philosophy or other and video games. <laughs> and I plugged back in last summer. And with my current medical knowledge, you know, my, if you were to ask me a few years ago, you know, what's wrong? I go, you know, try something like the whole 30, try an elimination diet and, you know, seed oils, they, uh, you know, they oxidize easily, right? And I knew some things, but I, I, I went from like zero to 60 real fast because I was already primed for a long time. And I realized that it's something that it's not just a matter of something oxidizing in a pan. It's something that builds up in your body. And, you know, I, I could now I can more easily understand what these 
toxic metabolites become and what they do in your brain. And you can almost pick an organ system and see how an oxidative load leads to disruption, whether you're talking about your skin or your brain or your eye or your pancreas or anything. It's fascinating. Um, and the main culprit, the main place that we're getting this excess polyunsaturated fats is from vegetable oil, seed oils, and, um, and some other gray area stuff that we tried to educate. So I noticed that people on the internet were using the phrase seed oil. Like years ago, I would have said industrial seed oils. I noticed within the last year or so that that was happening more. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Like not just health people are saying this. And I also noticed the trend of people saying like, I'm a hiking enjoyer or a, you know, gardening respecter. And I just combined the two and made the Twitter account. And in like 24 hours, I had a thousand followers. And I was like, oh shit, like that must be because people are like, oh, I'm a seed oil disrespecter too. And I just made the memes and six months later, 40,000 followers. Here so, we are. Yeah. So that's, that's the time of me. So, you know, um, that might seem insane to a lot of people. So I want to answer any questions and, you know, but that's the basics of like where I came from and making the account. Excellent. So before we so get into it, we have I a just wide want range to say of, uh, people here. We have, yes, uh, we do. Yeah. You know, disrespectors. Yeah. I, of course, am a victim of seed oils, but we'll get... We can tell. <laughs> oh, James, you <laughs> bastard. <laughs> How dare you? I'm leaving the stream right now. Now, James, <laughs> you're... Uh, you Gio are wakes form... up in the morning and he snorts a fat line of fucking Listen, I'm going to change my oil. handle. Seed oil maxer. That's going to be my new hand. Hey, you know. Um, But so anyways... Uh, mm. Well, J James... Know, yeah. On a serious note... Um, seed oils, what exactly is the mechanism that produces excess, for example, excessive inflammation throughout most major organs in seed oils? Like what is the exact science of it? Oh, did so, I cut you off? Love shit. I'm sorry. Or did you want to ask? Yeah, yeah, no, go for it. What is the mechanism? Well, so it's, it's, it's excess polyunsaturated fatty acids that are, um, can be oxidized before they in in the bottle in the pan and in your body um and that's an extra that's a this is a huge rabbit hole <laughs> there's a lot yeah. here but for, yeah. for the folks listening um it is it's an oxidative load and you can go down that and see how it does things like affect the structure of proteins you can see how it affects the structure of uh, membrane walls like the the walls of uh, your mitochondria, for instance, how it could damage DNA, how it can, and those cellular functions, it's like a rusty engine. You know, it's not the exact same thing as rust, but you add oxygen to metal and things don't work as well. I mean, you know, chemists are gonna, their minds are gonna explode while I say this, but it helps the layman understand this. And um, I'm actually looking for, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a resident right now, at least for the next three months, and I'm looking forward to having more time to delve more into the science. I'm. I read through it and I'm like, holy shit, you know, I've read about this years ago. Now I'm catching myself back up, but I'm not a subject matter expert. I am not going to sit here and off the top of my head, give you 15 studies, but I know people that are, and I talk with them frequently. Um, it, that's, that's one thing I think I've tried to do is like not pretend like I'm someone that I'm not like with Bitcoin, like this blew up in the Bitcoin world and people are like, Hey, how long have you been into Bitcoin? I'm like, I'm not. Like I just bought my first Bitcoin two weeks ago. I wish I bought it, you know, a long time ago, but um, I didn't. And, you know, I'm, uh, I'm looking forward to more resources out there to not just 
people on Twitter, but other scientists as well. We're like, we're working on resources to aggregate and put things together. Mm. And that's going to be pretty exciting. Well, let's, uh, well, let's open it up to uh, Sigma Sensei as far as the uh, thing that people are talking about right now in relation to this uh, company that uh, people found on Twitter and yep. what exactly they see the connection there being. So Sigma, take it away. Yeah, so it looks like... Um... I think the, you know, without getting into like too much of the minutia on the science, because we don't really know much about right now what the product is. I don't know if you know much about like any of the pharmacokinetics, what it's made of, you know, what the manufacturing is. I saw some stuff, uh, you know, that may carry over from one of the producers, CEOs had a like an industrial uh, I think it was like oil production company. And so there were some accusations there, but we really don't seem to know much about what it is. And so that's kind of the more concerning thing. I think, you know, at face value where you give support, like in an industry where you're obviously being skeptic, uh, skeptic of like any new, product coming off the curtails of a fad whether or not the fad you know it should be supported or not right i mean you can go back like when i was a kid obviously the food pyramid was in every textbook everywhere and that was kind of my big rabbit hole in the medical sphere mm -hmm. where you know the medical industry is not this immutable force that can't make mistakes and and I mean, I've experimented with a lot of different diets, whether it was, you know, in the bodybuilding scene, there's, there's sort of the most stringent of the, you know, diet gurus, because, you know, it's such a delicate art. So that's where I came to my obsession with diet and, you know, what goes in. But, you know, we don't really know much about this, the zero acre project, you know, I can't really give a take pharmacologically or you know on the production yeah. because i don't think we know much about what it is and so i don't see the point of giving it like support out of the gate like i saw it, it it appeared you gave it some support out of the gate as an alternative but you know for someone like me i would want to wait for quite a bit until there's quite a bit more data well, on it well let's back up a second what exactly is this product and how does it connect to seed oil disrespector sure so um i Release the DMs. Um, Anthony Gustin, who's been involved in this from the beginning, um, that I've learned, he DM'd me on my former account because this was known that it was an alternative account for mine until I just, it got so big that I just spent all my time on it. And he wanted to talk to me and I didn't really engage him very much for like six weeks or something. I don't know. I, I don't remember the exact date, but I think it was October and then November. And then finally he told me like what they're doing. We have an we have an oil company where we're making low omega six oils, and I'm like, okay. Um, so I slow walked finding out more about it, and eventually, how we got my attention was he told me that people that have been on the record about this stuff for a long time are involved. I'm like, okay. So Dr. Kate Shanahan's involved. I'm like, okay. You know, I've I've learned more now that I've delved back into the seed oil world. I can see that she has. I think she wrote for Western A Price Foundation and like back like in 2006. She has deep nutrition that's been, I think it was originally published in 2008 
where she talks about vegetable oil. And I'm like, okay, so she is an advisor. I think she's a science advisor, technically. I'm like, okay, she doesn't think it's poison. I'm like, all right, well, that's that's enough for me to go, okay, I want to look at this a little more. Then I find out Tucker Goodrich, who has been blogging about this since 2010, and he comes from the paleo world. Um, and he's been on the record about omega-6 and about these oils and about the problem in our food supply. So for me, it's about the, the whole reason why I be I went down this rabbit hole and became a doctor was because I was so fascinated by how food can be the cause of disease, right? It's fascinating. It's not just genes. It's not just something esoteric, but how it can be the environment, right? Or a major thing being food. And I... The, the fact that these folks have been on the record and that they're interested in this, that's enough for me to trust it until verification. You know, if, and what I find interesting about these folks too is that they are willing to, I assume, because they've said this, once this is out, and this is not, I'm under the impression this is not a bottle you're going to buy at Whole Foods. This is going to be something that maybe restaurants are using at first, but they're going to say, test it. And you can see what's in it. You can see how much of this fatty acid's in it and how much of this fatty acid's in it. And that's 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 kind of their play, is that they're like, you know, put the cards on the table and see what's in the oil. Because the oil adulteration that's out there, like you can go out and buy a bottle of avocado oil and it's like all grapeseed. You can go to a restaurant and they'll be like, oh, this is olive oil. It's 1% olive oil. It is insane. And I'm not, I'm not an expert on the laws, but I think they even changed the laws in 2020 to make it even worse where they label things terribly. And their point is on the, you know, the identification thing is like, you can test it. Like, you know, we are a low omega six. Um, and so to summarize, oh, and I'm, and I'm, cause people want to know what my, my connection is now because I've branded the opposition against what they're against. They, I think the reason why they reached out to me was cause they didn't want me dragging them. So they were like, okay, we want to tell this guy what we're doing. So they came to me, they told me who's involved and they gave me the option to invest in the future. I don't, they didn't pay me any money, um, but I have an option to get stock in the future. And yeah, I do. Um, and I would do, I would do round. what's up? It's just a little pun there. You're in a seed round as a I know, yeah, I've, yeah, I've already gotten that. Someone, someone's <laughs> used that joke like 10 times on me. Oh, um, sorry. But, I, but really? so I would do this. If someone emailed me and said, I have a tallow. First of all, I have no money to invest. I would have put stock in Buffalo Wild Wings <laughs> six months ago um, if I had money to invest, which I will later this year. Um, but um, well, we all know Buffalo Wild Wings was paying you until they recently didn't. Which is why you disavow them. Like that's like, come on, common knowledge. So, you know? so okay. Oh, the reason why I did the disavow thing is that they, on their website, were talking about a location that's using soybean oil, and then someone DM'd me and said that in certain parts of Canada, they're using soybean oil. So, the the crown, which was impeccable, was not impeccable anymore. So, you know, I want people thinking about the oils that are in their food, and not just that, but is it real? Like. That's the basics. But as far as this uh, product goes, people have been saying that it's even more artificial than the seed oils. Is there a legitimacy to what they're uh, talking about? Well, there? essentially, like... they're, they're claiming that the sort of uh, more right of center. Oh, what am I talking about? Far right sort of a health sphere is being, a, quote unquote, infiltrated by feds and so forth. <laughs> 
that there is a vested oh, interest. Oh, well, that's in... well, that's like a whole other layer to the rabbit hole, yeah, which we can get yeah. into. But just so we keep it in this uh, sphere mm-hmm. right now, what exactly? I don't know, James or Sigma. What exactly are the allegations of what this stuff is? So I don't even know what this stuff is. Like I have not like seen anything that like even says what this stuff is. It just seems like another fake oil that claims to be better than you know all these seed oils and whatnot and you know i feel like instead of advocating for whatever this is you know until it's actually out on the market and there's enough research on it like i don't understand why advocate for that instead of just you know healthy animal fats um or you know extra virgin olive oil and and shit like that so yeah i all right so Allegedly, it's that, you know, they've got a big fixation on the proprietary protection. So we don't know a whole lot about how it's going to be made, but it's supposed to be uh, like a fermented oil, like a proprietary microbe that's Mm -hmm. that's basically fermented. And so, yeah. I would say my main concern, I don't like upfront, like harsh upfront marketing. I don't really like, you know, I thought I saw like um, that famous cooking star chef, you know, upfront. Let's get down to the the basis of my argument with why we need a lot more studies is let's even just poke a hole in part of the seed oil thing which i agree i don't i don't think seed oils are good for the same reasons you don't think they're good and i don't recommend them and i do see a giant farce in the cooking oil industry you know being mostly grapeseed oil when it's olive oil and whatnot um you know from my personal research doesn't really come more from the diet and as it does the drug manufacturing. And so what I mean by that is you have, you have like a laundry list of drugs that we suspend in, in these oils, right? Usually it's cottonseed oil or grapeseed oil, MCT oil, and then they put an ester in it or a conjugate base of acetic acid, which would be like an acetate ester for these injectable drugs. And so my research in the last few years over um, carrier oils has been based on like the inflammation. Sorry. (coughs) Hopefully I don't have the COVID, but I was just in Vegas. Uh, COVID's fake, so you're fine. Whoa, James, already on YouTube. Your anniversary, and you're gonna get this thing. Am you're I, gonna, I you're say gonna this get us on my podcast all the time, and I'm fine. You're so. gonna get us all pinched. It might have just been like the four day binger, you know, that that did me under. But I've been like super under the weather. Have you been snorting seed oils? Has yeah, your when you has, say binger, are you talking about alcohol or seed oils? Yeah, the seed. Yeah, little do they know that there's a threshold dose of seed oils where it becomes hallucinogenic, and so <laughs> you really want to have a good time. You just gotta. Just like three cc's of grapeseed oil and you'll be having a great time um the but, reddit people know what's going on yeah there. you'll actually you'll actually be teleported to uh, uh the whole uh sneeds feed and seed uh location where you'll get to meet seed and chuck and uh it'll it'll be great so anyway to tie up my oh, there's a seed oil that actually does seem to reduce inflammation and that would be castor oil and the experiment the relevant 
experience experiments that have been done is that in these esterified drugs that are injectable, and it could be any number of them where that's just the carrier oil, not the active ingredient. So like ingredients aside, castor oil is, um, it, it has a, it, it's mostly, uh, what's it called? Uh, ricinolic acid, I think is what it's called. So the compound ricinolic acid in castor oil is shown to reduce inflammation. And when compared against uh, non-seed oil that was they've used as, uh, you know, for for these esterified drugs, that's actually like lower HCRP, lower inflammatory markers, so like less systemic inflammation. Um, Did you say oleic acid? No, not linoleic. Not linoleic acid. I think it's ricinoleic. Oh, okay is what castor i think that's the uh the component of castor oil that's found to have anti-inflammatory properties and my whole point about this is just that there's a seed oil that now now i don't recommend you know using castor oil for cooking and whatnot i don't know the burn point i don't know how well it's it's good for uh for hair growth and stuff yeah yeah yeah. and that's even another thing is they've they showed you know at least even in the hrt community that when they were suspending these um these uh pharma uh pharmacy grade raws in castor oil the viscosity was bad so the injections was why they didn't do it because it was slow and painful to put into a syringe for these various medications but what they found were two things is lower um high reactive or um crp right so that's like a a pretty good proxy for systemic inflammation if you get your blood work done um interleukin 8 is another one which is uh you know more about nervous system inflammation but they showed lower levels of that but they threw it out the door because you know they were like okay well this is really painful and you know more expensive to use for these injections so i guess my overall point is just that there there's some interesting outlier cases um that we just wouldn't suspect what happened you know i mean usually you inject anything local inflammation is going to go up systemic inflammation is going to go up if you have a solvent even when they used i think it was like glycol a very dangerous solvent for these medications inflammation went down with that and so i'm just saying i'm really a big skeptic until i i you know even if it is anecdotal i mean i get a lot of anecdotal stuff from these clinics Um, but, and I take some of it to heart because you you don't really know who you can trust and you don't, obviously the data is good to see when it comes, but I I don't really understand supporting anything just on like merit of who's in it because I think money talks. Nobody knows that better than me in this business. You know, it's pretty much, I, I think everybody's got an agenda. I'm not against making a living and I'm you know, I believe you should take care of your own. And, you know, if you have a family, you have a spouse, you want to care for them, you want to make a business. I have nothing against that. Well, at the time, I was actually thinking, because this is before we started selling shopping guides, I was thinking, I'm just going to burn out on this shit and stop doing it. So if I just get involved with even something tangential, I'm going to still care about this and not go, this is a, <coughs> this is a hassle, you know, mm-hmm. now, not, not too long after that, um, you know, my, my wife starts selling me shopping guides and this turns into something where people are, we didn't even know there would be a big interest in that. And 
from the very beginning, this was this was not just, oh, how can we get advanced people to be more advanced? This was like, how do you how do you get your mom to make a good change in her diet? You know, or your or your your dad or, or whatever. Mm. Like people who are not on Twitter, right? Mm. You send them a meme. Oh, it starts the conversation. Mm. And then you, you know, that's why we're doing these shopping guides. I have patience and I talk to him now. My elevator speech on nutrition has changed. It used to be more elimination diet stuff. And now I, you know, I, I just think they need to raise their disrespect for seed oils. And I know that this, this whole, this, if I was not involved in this, I would have muted the word seed oil and disrespect her a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't think, I don't think people are uh, against any of these aspects of what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I think that everybody's with you there. The only question is how much trust, and I know you mentioned that oh. doctor that, you know, how much trust can you actually put into that product so, in order to put yourself behind okay, it? Okay. So yeah. Um, I would say that I'm a person talking about how things should be tested and we should know what's in it. If whenever this product is out, I don't know, because I don't know the timeline here. If this is tested and we're like, this is crap. Well, then the cards are on the table and I'm the guy talking about it. And I'll be like, hey, you know, that's not my thing because I'm, I'm saying test it. You but know, why not wait until those tests are done before saying anything about it? Because I trust the people that are doing it. And, you know, the people talking about this kind of stuff led me down the rabbit holes to become a doctor. Now, now I I know you trust the people behind this, but my big issue is uh, the venture capitalists behind this uh, who have spoken out against uh, using real meat. Uh, Here's a tweet from. Oh, uh, yes. Here's a a tweet from uh, venture capitalist Chris Saka. Uh, who's funding Zero Acres, saying, there's no reason that meat needs have eyes, hooves, a ton of land, endless water, and efficient digestion that burps deadly greenhouse gases. And then um, other venture capitalists behind Zero Acres, uh, Seth Bannon, uh, posting something from CNN, uh, one of America's oldest and largest milk producers filed for bankruptcy. He's like, bye-bye. The days of using animals as production technology for milk and meat and leather and other products is coming to an end. The next decade, we will see a rise of more sustainable, healthy, and humane ways of making the food we love. Um, so, if the people that are backing this um, are very are anti, you know, using animals and animal products, uh, I feel like that only spells disaster for zero acres because that has seemed to be the case with pretty much any vegan product, um, as you know. I feel like every time I walk out of the subway and I see the big Oatly billboard and I'm wearing my fucking sunglasses, I feel like I'm in They Live. So. Well, it's funny with Oatly as an example, because Oatly explicitly from day one had these sort of um, like postmodern avant-garde, uh, mm. very Gen X. Well, for the well they, they, they make fun of themselves. Campaign. They make fun of themselves for being such yeah, a hipster the, the brand. Yeah, the early 2000s they did. But that, then what happened was on the Internet, they especially on Twitter, they sort of um, did these like weird avant-garde, like we know you hate us, so we're feeding into it. So they would get like the attention of right-wing anons. My good friend Zero HP Lovecraft, a friend of the show, um, you know, viciously attacked them. I believe a uh, breast milk enjoyer, another good friend of mine, viciously attacked them. But it seems that the strategy that people are saying is that this uh, Acres company, they're almost doing the opposite, where they're sort of trying to ingratiate themselves with people who are more health conscious, people who are more on the like dissident 
quote-unquote side of the spectrum. But then behind the scenes, the worry is that these guys are like vegan, hardcore, you know, uh, they don't <laughs> jive with the messaging. So, I so I, the people I'm familiar with are Anthony Gustin, who contacted me and told me about his his past. Um, and um, who's it? I'm uh, Jeffrey Nobbs, who has some restaurants around San Francisco. I think he's the CEO. Um, but, you know, these are new guys to me and I'm not familiar the track record of Dr. Kate Shanahan and the track record of Tucker Goodrich, who have been able to look into it deeper, you know, if if this ends up being, if this is tested and this is, you know, if there's a, a poison pill in there somewhere, then that that's crap. And then people aren't going to want it. Just like, oh, I'm starting an olive oil company. Okay. And then you get a test and you're like, hey, this, um, this doesn't look like olive oil, you know? Um, and that's it. It's, it's mm. real simple. You know, I, oh, I, I want to say about them raising money from what I've been told, they raised this, that the environmental aspect was a selling point because of the inputs. This is not something that requires, it's like in the name zero acre, it doesn't require the same, you know, amount of land and everything. So for them to raise money, that's a selling point for them. And when I was talking to, um, Anthony about that, I said, you know, in a way it looks like you tricked the giant, you know, you can't just punch Cyclops in the eye, you know, and it's like they were able to, under my impression, of course, to be determined, I haven't tested it. That's not what I do. Um, but th they were able to make something that is high in good fats and low in bad fats and do it with money. Hopefully. Oh, yes, exactly. No, mm. like, yes, please test it. If you, I want University of X, Y, N, Z to test it. Mm. Um, but they were able to raise it based off of, you know, the fact that it's not going to require the same input, that it's not going to require the same amount of, you know, environmental concerns. Well if I were to uh, if I were to put on my madman hat for a second here and imagine myself in the boardroom, if we're talking about attracting people who are from more of this contrarian, very online circle, you know, Pepe the Frog and all that, then it seems like they would be more hesitant, at least as far as I see the kind of influences that are around, you know, encouraging the slonking of raw eggs, you know, things closer to the earth. I think they'd be more hesitant to go for anything, even if you tell them like, look, guys, this is good. I can show you the graphs and the data. They'll be yeah. like, nope, you know, like I, I'm still just, you know, I'm just going to buy this butter, grass-fed butter. I'm going to buy this lard over here. Like, why? Why should I inquire into something if I already have all these things? So if I were to be uh, John Hamm over here, like, why, why would this be the target audience? That's what I don't understand. And before you get to that real quick, uh, one thing I did want to point out, uh, a tweet from Get Raw, uh, yeah, get, a, get a Raw Milk, who uh, unfortunately couldn't be here because he declined, um, which I don't know why, since if he's so convinced that seed oil disrespecter has evil intentions he would want to come on yeah and, um and further you know validate his point but uh besides that uh he tweeted out co-founder gustin who i suspect here is to disarm the pro meat crowd by putting a keto bro up front had zero acre farms in his title on the future of fat websites this was scrubbed as the event neared he claimed ignorance when i confronted him he has since removed zero acre farms for his, from his bio as well, which just seems very suspicious there. What was that? What happened? Um, that, 
uh, Anthony Gustin, he had uh, Zero Acre Farms in his title on the Future of Fat website. And um, as the event was neared, it was scrubbed from his bio and has since been removed from his bio. So I think he, I think he did one of the presentations. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's what okay. I'm saying. He was on the pre- he was on the presentation for Future of Fat, but yeah. he had on it that he was a co-founder of Zero Acre Farms. And right before the event, he removed that part from his bio. So it just, you know, yeah. it seems uh, fishy that he removed that because it seemed like he didn't want to be associated with, you know, co-founding this because, you know, oh. there's probably something suspicious behind this whole company in general. I, I don't know. Um, it's like a, it, you know, it, yeah. it almost has, you know, since we do have an audience of, of Pepe's, it, it seems like a 2017 ICO where they have all these like suited, oh, I'm on the team and I'm on the team and I'm on the team and we're all good people. And it just feels like vaporware. There, I mean, you have no, you have nothing to show us yet. And it's, you know, anytime it's like you want to get in our, you know, our raise round, you know, and we're promising this. Trust me, we've got this going. It just smells off to me. I don't like. I couldn't ethically make a big investment in anything like that without knowing more about it. Doesn't seem like we're gonna find out you know today I think, I think they reached out to me so that i wouldn't you know drag them before learning more so but i mean have they given you any personal like information outside of what the public can access have they given you you know any insight on to what they're building because that's pretty normal even in this business is for them to kind of let you speculate on their roadmap before you know what's going on or or how production is going to work what are their the, the information they told me was, was numbers on the, the the fatty acid composition right but i mean th- you know we both know that it doesn't just boil down to well obviously the omega-6 aspect of it is is the the big blanket part but there there are other components of of these larger fat matrices that have different effects and so sure with, you know, plenty of fats where it's not just about, you know, how much omega-6 there is. And yeah. so that's that's where, I mean, I, I don't even see from, a, you know, a, a chemistry standpoint how hard it might be to manufacture something that isn't, you know, a, you ferment something, you synthesize this, this low omega-6 fat doesn't seem like a large, you know, undertaking, but you know, the rest of it may be, I, I, I don't know what their bottom line is. I don't know what. Yeah, I, I told them that, you know, cause I'm a marketing guy. I'm just making memes, you know, and I'm, I'm going against the people that they're going against. Yeah. I was, like, I was like, you need to, I was like, I'm telling people to not eat seed oils, right. Because of how it's made. I was like, you're going to have to tell people how it's made. Yeah. What are the ingredients in this? What, like, what, what are the ingredients in this? I, I don't know. So I don't have I don't have all those details. Okay, so you're shill you're essentially shilling no. for a product that you don't know the ingredients of just I based off of the people. I haven't sold anything. No, them yet. no, I know you haven't I'm sold not, anything. I'm just but, not dragging them and going yeah. after them. I feel Does like you. Come sh- off I feel, I, to you? Yeah, I feel like this is a you know 
if if your whole thing is disrespecting seed oils mm-hmm. and i know you've been doing this for 15 years you know i don't think you're lying about that i saw the you know the facebook screen cap of like nine years ago and shit like that uh, and i you know i totally believe you on that front but it just is uh very weird to be like oh i'm i trust some of these people on it i'm going to um you know help market this and you know this product that i don't know the ingredients for but but i'm i'm not really doing anything for them yet i'm just not dragging them i retweeted yeah. some of their stuff like because they want people to check them out but, but you just said you were marketing and well I, I well how, that, how do we define marketing though i told so, them that they uh, need to let people know how it's made <laughs> because well, no this is what i mean this is the essence even, of real even, marketing i feel yeah like to get like you know anons well, not well, I mean, you're not an anon, you're a semi-anon, but like to get people with a sort of reputation on Twitter that has a niche. I mean, whether or not that's ethical or not, whether or not, like, I mean, it's the same problem that people have with outsider art, for instance. I mean, it's like, is it exploitation or is it leading into stickier ethical questions of how you market a product, even like before it's, yeah. it hits market shelves? Right. And, mm-hmm. and also, not that this is proof of anything, but... Um, it is kind of this tweet that you made was kind of weird where uh, someone said going to be crazy when this whole seed oil thing turns out to be a viral marketing campaign for Buffalo Wild Wings. And then you <laughs> replied or zero acre farms with yeah. uh, a gif of yeah. Walt White yeah. saying you got I, I, me. I, I've been following them and Anthony Gustin for months. Like I, I haven't hid that fact. I, I, I thought people noticed <laughs> I thought people mm. noticed that months ago. Um, I, I think the thing is also, yeah. though, that like people weren't really looking into this until, you know, Raw Milk actually like made a bigger post about it yesterday. You know, not everyone is going to see Fair the enough. zero acre yeah, stuff. I, did. Uh, I saw the zero acre stuff like once months ago, and I didn't really look into it that much mm-hmm. compared yeah. to, you know, and I've been seeing your posts on the timeline. Yeah. I've been seeing you following, which, you which is again, like to be devil's advocate, how powerful of a guerrilla marketing campaign would this really be considering the fact that most people on that side of Twitter wouldn't even bother looking at anything like zero acres to begin with. For sure. But also, you know, you know, I've seen other people say it's like, oh, well, seed oil disrespector only made his account six months ago. He just hopped on this bandwagon. Other people have been doing it for years. And it's like, yeah, one, it's like, it's like, yeah, <laughs> but like, who did, can, yeah. but for that point right there, I say to the people who say, who the fuck cares? Because let's say worst case scenario, you are a shill for these people or whatnot, or you've lied or whatever. Worst case scenario to please these people. Yeah. You've still done good no matter what. Thank you. I've like uh, my friend Mel. Uh, butter respecter she goes by these days and tiger lily harvest <laughs> oh, on Instagram. Okay. Yeah. um good friend of mine uh, been on mk ultra money and uh you know she's the one that first taught me about seed oils this was back in july of last year and i learned about that and i saw it more from you and then i slowly started i think in november being conscious mm-hmm. of it and then now it's been uh i think around like two months i've like pretty much like 95 percent cut it out around there so, um, you know, from all well, the p- posting that you do and, you know, Mel does and Afina, who's just joined us. Welcome, and, Afina. You know, plenty of other people um, has helped. And, you know, because of that, I've been able to spread the word more. So, you know, no matter what, at the end of the day, you've still done yeah. good. Yeah. But there are other like wild accusations in that thread. I, I don't know if you wanted to go into them. Oh, about... sure. Why not? Why not? Let's just throw throw it all on the floor. Yeah, well... I mean, well, some of them were kind of, uh, I guess, personal. Yeah. 
Well, well not, okay, no, not actually, the not the personal. No, not the but, personal ones, yeah, but no, anything. I, I, I saw. Okay, some, you wanted to avoid that. I saw yeah, some yeah. Uh, personal accusations with no proof that had nothing to do with the seed yeah. oils, which was mm. clearly just made up. Mm. No, um, I'm t so. I'm talking more like any government conspiracies, anything of that nature. Uh, what are some of the juicy ones having to do with anything of that nature? Oh, yeah, I think the glowy one is an ever-present sort of uh, specter upon the right wing. I think that's probably the uh, the obvious. Um, I'd have to pull it up. But yeah, it was uh, well, you know that. Mm -hmm. that always comes around. That's a sort of yeah. perennial thing. Yeah, like what are you going to do? Yeah. Mm. But anyway, uh, I don't know. Like, uh, like uh, James uh, said, I don't really see any reason for people on this side to go for something like that. And despite, well, actually, I was the one that said that. But what James said that I agree with is. There is, uh, there is a lot of great things that you did. There's a lot of great things that Dr. Weston Price did back in the day to, yeah. uh, you know, to make people pay attention to this. And I think that a lot of these details are never going to take anything away from that. I just think that people have become so paranoid that anything threatens the circle. Yeah. And I could understand where that paranoia comes from. People want to be in the community. I mean, in a way, it's weird, like... I consider myself a classic liberal and I'm within communities that I completely disagree with as far as their political opinions. As you've made yeah, it abundantly clear. As I've made clear. abundantly clear. While at the same time, though, I do respect the energy because I think that there is a particular kind of energy. I don't know if you would call it 4chan energy or whatever the hell you want to call it, but there is something to these very interconnected people that create visual imagery that uh, says a lot more than any uh, grouping of words can. And I think that people are going to, you know, jump into that, uh, whether it's to shill whether it's out of genuine appreciation for it uh, because there is something special about it and as long as they give something towards the people that are listening then that's already great so that's that's my two cents on that um i would also like to point out here um i can't you know i can't say for sure but i did see something from get raw milk that was suspicious on his end and uh, he was quote tweeting someone that said that uh, seed oil disrespector was doing good, uh, going on some stuff about energy and bait and switch. And then his reply saying, or me catching hints that these people were building a restaurant finder back in January. Didn't know what they were up to, but didn't like the vibe. I blitzed dev on local fats, beat them to the market by two days and ate their lunch, uh, which I can only assume he's talking about. Um, seed oil free restaurants which uh as far as i'm aware especially telling by the post is not you and local fats is a site that does the same thing seed oil restaurants is one to find um restaurants that don't use seed oils and then local fats is a site to um find places that use you know animal fats so from that tweet alone it did seem like uh he had some ulterior motive to be doing research uh, because he doesn't like competition for his site. Yeah, and I so I don't want to mind read, but you know, um, it's on the timeline. I've I've shared about Shire app because the creator behind Shire app has messaged me, and we were friends. And that is another way to get raw milk. It's another way to um, connect with farms. Um, and I've talked about that in interviews and shared it on the timeline. So <laughs> is that raw milk? <laughs> so hey. Hey, uh, I've actually never had raw milk before. 
I'm not even a big I'm not even a big milk drinker. <laughs> so well, Lake House is in Wisconsin, so it's not hard to find here. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. have to drive down the road. I I get that. Yeah. I like that business model. I don't know if he makes much money from it or how, it, but but it seems to be more. You know, it's a good service that just talking on the raw milk thing. But I I, I find I, I find that I like the raw milk a lot better, and um, you know the science does seem to be pretty sound there i think with the enzymes not being denatured and more soluble fat and you know uh anecdotally i i've driven a lot of people in the fitness and bodybuilding scene away from regular milk and a lot of bodybuilders don't drink milk you know they and i i've turned a few onto it and then i've said hey check your crp before check it after you know, or are you intolerant? You know, see see how bad you get if you get any allergic reactions, gastrointestinal, you know, issues, anything like that. And they, they seem to have gone full, you know, a full 180. You can even find like raw A2 now. Yeah, I've had some raw A2. There's a farm I really like called uh, Miller's Bio Farm in uh, Lancaster County. And they produce, you know, raw milk, raw cheese. For some reason, the raw kefir, they have to label it as for pets only. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Well, I guess it's like their well, loophole. Kefir is my favorite probiotic for sure. At least as far as pass-through probiotics go, I like raw kefir the best. Mm. Well, but, there uh, was other, yeah. speaking of uh, finding, uh, using animal products, finding uh, a way around it when it comes to certain medications for certain uh communicable diseases like we shan't mention on youtube yeah see that's how you that's how you should do it james take notes take a lesson there was another accusation that you are pro um sacrament that's what we call it on btr and i know like on on, in our spaces that's sort of a big deal what does pro sacrament mean James, oh, it's oh, the word you oh, can't say. It's the B oh, word the, you can't say. Yeah, oh, yeah. the okay, vaccine. Okay, James. <laughs> Motherfucker. Shut, please, yeah. James. I, I bet. I've, I've never heard anyone call it the sacrament before. <laughs> I, I, I popularized that. I hear people call it the jab. I don't watch BTR except the episodes I'm on. Come on. Oh. <laughs> Yeah! Uh, wow, that was cool. That was a huge deck. Right? <laughs> Anyways, that should be that should. Oh my god! That should, that should be the quote. Jab. You know, I only watch yeah. episodes of BTR that I'm on. James Healy. <laughs> well, we let anyone in here. My I own guess. Show. Once, once you start making your own show, you don't watch other people's content yeah, anymore. Yeah, that, that is true. Okay. That is true. Like that's, that's literally. Like I stopped watching, listening Fed Post, which was like the only thing I was listening to for a while. Podcast. You listen to my episode of the Fed Post? I did. I did listen to that one. I think the well, last it was one hilarious. That's the why. last one but, I think I listened to was uh, Doomers back in like Christmas. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So. No, oh, anyway, so yes, the sack. There was that thing. There okay, was that thing so where... I'm, hey. I'm in. I just can't use my camera. It's too much for my MacBook to handle. I tried like three times oh. and it just. No, crashes. no worries. I mean, one other thing you could do if you want to is use the phone as a plan B, but uh, this works uh, fine as well. I'm just glad to Bro, hear she you. She had twins. I don't think plan B is going to work anymore. <laughs> I knew you were going to do oh, that. You son I... of a bitch. Uh... See, see how Lev just led James down the prime road path into saying that? Anyways. By the way, Afina, how, how are the twins? How's everything going? They're doing very well. Uh, they just saw their uh, pediatrician 
today and uh, Noah is 12 pounds, James is 11, so they're mm. getting big and they're both perfect and beautiful. I love them so uh, that's much. Good. That's wonderful. Well, we were talking about raw milk right now. And when it comes to diets for little kids, do you see any risks? I know this is kind of going away, but fuck it, why not? I mean, uh, we're talking about health anyway. Do you guys see any risks when it comes to later on, you know, after breast milk, after kids get older, starting, uh, you know, with the uh, raw milk? Or there's still risks as far as lack of pasteurization. There could be some pathogens and, uh, you know, that's like a, you know, one and done type of thing. Okay, so while I was pregnant, I drank a lot of raw milk all throughout my pregnancy and I'm not dead. So I think it's okay to give to babies. All right. Well, uh, any disagreements here? Are we all on the same page then? Any devil's advocate? I mean, as long as you get it from a clean place yeah. that's not like filthy, that's going to mm. contaminate the milk, then you're all set. I mm. mean, it's not, there's no difference between raw and pasteurized because the contamination isn't from the milk itself, it's from the outside. Mm. That's an interesting point. I mean, as far as I understand, the reason for pasteurization in the first place was the factories were so screwed up back during the time when this uh, law was passed you know they had you know horrible uh, you know lack of cleanliness there and that was the reason there are still some people who uh, you know uh, expire from uh, drinking the uh, well actually i'm not sure i don't know one person who's actually well, died from raw e. milk there's issues um yeah Mm. But there were people who died from not just raw cheese, but like the specific tub cheese that I think uh, is popular in California, like uh, in the Mexican community, they make this cheese in the tub. And, you know, that's that's pretty weird. I don't know. But either way, either way, I think what I'm getting here is that a lot of these things that we've been taught early on are bad for us are actually not just good for us, but they're great for us. Like when everything's was... been a psyop. But that's, exactly. that's only a yeah. thing in America. Like in yeah. Kuwait, people drink raw milk as if it's, you know, it's normal. We drink raw camel's milk, raw cow's milk, raw cheese, you know, Athena, organ. Athena, Athena, you have to realize there's only one country in the world, and it's America, baby. <laughs> USA! 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 That's very typical. That's a very typical thing for an American to say. Because seriously, <laughs> Americans think that America is the only country in the world. It's I make like the Charles. joke, but it's true. Like it's yes. literally true. Well, like, I mean, do think that. Yeah, yeah, for all intents and purposes. Yeah, I mean, everybody's still going to America. You know, like uh, they're not going to uh, Russia. Am I gonna? You know, sometimes... oh, they will. They will. Sometimes it, we're reminded that Geo lives in Snow Mexico, but other than that, Snow Mexico. Hmm. Well, at least in, the, well, at least in Mexico they let their people out. That's by the way, we have a we have a ten dollar super chat from the ABC for Afina. In light of the recent news, I have to retract my recent statements and would like to issue a formal apology to Miss Afina. I know you partook in the sacred act of family creation. I would have never. So there we go. <laughs> What well, does that mean? Is I don't. Uh, I think. Oh, is this maybe he's one? No, no I, yes. I think. I think he said something. I saw something earlier in the chat that was um, suggestive towards you. Yes, no, I'm if sure. you're gonna beat me so until you disfigure me, 
for two dollars you know this is the second time he was asking people to beat him in the last stream that i had uh he was also uh, oh i'm not gonna get into it right now but anyway back to the subject at hand because i because th i think we made some progress here okay i think we came in here with the intention of uh you know sparking up some kind of controversy but as far as I could see, I came in here with the intention of bullying Geo, but I don't know about you. Guys. <laughs> oh, that didn't work, did it? I, well, it's it not the, It's not the end of the stream yet, Geo. So we'll see what the day brings. What are you so wanted, no, but I wanted. To what are you talking about? The seed oils already did my job for me. <laughs> oh, you. Oh. <laughs> terrible. Hmm. No, I wanted to get into this issue of the uh, the the V word. Um. So what is Virginity? your <laughs> Oh my god, you're on fire. Uh, well, you know, at least uh, if I had a GF, she wouldn't be uh, denigrated on 4chan the way that James is. But anyways, that's uh, we can't all be perfect. We can't all be we can't all be dating R9K truth fate. <laughs> anyways, the 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 the, the sacrament issue uh, that came up that you were a supporter of. And I guess that's a very, I mean, on the right wing, it seems in Twitter, there's a sort of a, you know, certain people, I think um, they're, they're not seen as, as trustworthy after their sort of proclamation of uh, taking the, uh, you know, the, 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 well, um, well, Peter well wait, have a, uh, has seed oil disrespector ever said that I'm never taking it or anything yeah. of that nature? Well, yeah, maybe if you could, yeah, well, yeah, let's yeah. get a little bit of clear get a little bit cl of clearance, yeah. Um yeah, I I only follow 69 people. So like I don't feel like I really went after any corner of Twitter. <laughs> mm. Um but I was on Killstream Ethan Ralph's. <laughs> oh, okay. I was on his thing and yeah. he asked me and I said yes. Like because he asked me. Do you take um, the sacrament? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. me and you know someone else were on there, and they asked. He said, you know, because a lot of our our um, listeners care about this, and we're like, yeah. And at the time, and same now, like that's not what I'm here for. Um, mm. Yeah. I'm, I'm not here to talk about that, and I actually am happy about that because I think that seed oil disrespect is. I call it quad partisan. I've never heard that phrase before, so I think I, it's another one of my memes. Because no matter what, you know, segment you're in, um, there's good reasons to disrespect seed oils. Um, so, and it's yeah, not I, like you were making. An and to be fair, Ethan if... Ralph has taken it too. I mean, he did fly to Portugal, so mm, I wonder how yeah. they let him do that. So, and it, well. and it's not like you were making know a guy. an impression. <laughs> well, it's not like you were making an impression well, of uh, you know being somebody who you're not. It's not like you were saying, "Oh, I'm never gonna take it," and yada yada yada. You were not doing that, so well, I don't see any reason why people bring that up as an example of uh, unless it's again just pure purity spiraling i don't know what else yeah. it would be and as gay and cringe as the virtual signaling facebook posts from 2020 are like they really don't matter because you don't post about it ever on the account yeah so yeah. It's well, like, well, no you know... i think the the threat is that it, it goes to um who was the person bre not breast milk and joy who did the thread it was um raw milk raw milk and joy yes yeah. um it goes to the sort of evidence against you as someone who is a quote-unquote uh, alleged infiltrator so I think they're like, well, this guy is like pandering to a more like right wing audience, but yet he's like doing the sort of cringy like. Uh, I mean, one of my posts. one of my first popular memes 
was like a right wing and a left wing, like right on the side of the king. Like from the beginning, I think I sent out signals that like I want everyone involved in this. I would love. Mm. I I would go on and talk to Rachel Maddow about this. I would go on and talk to. I mean, you could you could summarize everything you I talked about to... in an elevator speech, huh? Mm. No, was, no was just so... oh, yeah. No, I, but I, to, I would. But to know... be fair, you chose Peppa the Frog as your avatar, and that does have a certain kind of signaling, well, right? Let me talk to the be... Burger King crown no... guy. You know, it's funny. I'm writing an article on the E right. I actually had to go and buy. Which hopefully she will come on the show one day, but uh, mm. Angela Nagel's kill all normies. I mean, mm. she gets a lot of stuff wrong, but I guess the whole like Pepe she's the woman that comes with the territory. But but also but also what you say, James? I said she's a woman that comes with the territory. Oh wow, uh. that's true. But also, Cedo, uh, I'll disrespect her. If you just think about who exactly to market uh, this kind of thing to. I'm not right now talking about marketing the zero uh, thing. I'm talking specifically about what you do with the seed oils. It's not going to be people on the left because they're injecting the seed oils left and the right. They're injecting it into their butts, for God's sake. We're talking about people who are going to be online. Unfortunately, we're not going to have, and I'm changing this, by the way, but we're not going to have that many centrists or classic liberals who are going to be online all the time. Most of those people already have a job and have a career so most people who were going well, lev, to... implying implying that oh, i mean you knew that was lev, lev, wait wait a minute wait a minute lev i i got i can't i can't let you go with that one there are a lot of people i know who have like normie jobs who have who are into like far-right politics i mean of course they don't dox themselves but I mean, that's to say that like everyone's like me. Well, no, not I'm every dog. Not every dog. Not every dog is a chihuahua. Know, not every dog is a chihuahua. Not every chihuahua. Oh, not every well, chihuahua. Okay. Well, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, uh, I wanted to ask Cedoel then Sigma something. But go ahead, Cedoel, if you wanted to reply to that point. Yeah. To which point? I'm sorry. What Love was saying about you're not going to sort of uh, cast a wide net in terms of like people who are. Like, but I get what you're saying. You want to sort of get the quote unquote normie involved in saying that, well, oh, their health choices have yeah. a, a greater impact upon yeah. them. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, when I made the account, my banner, which is from the movie Predator, and my profile picture were probably within the last like 30 photos on my scroll. I like was like, mm, oh, this one's good. Yeah, I just, I saved that. Mm -hmm. And it just looked so aesthetic when I had done it. And I was like, keep it, keep it like that. Mm. <laughs> Um, and I, I've been a meme guy. I've been a meme guy since the impact font, you know, and the and the cats that did this and all the basic stuff over the years. Oh, yeah. you know? um, uh, and what better way to I wanted to get as much people talking about Cedos as possible. Mm. Simple. How do you do and, that? And, and I think memes are the most effective way. Like, you know, that's going to be the easiest thing to share. I mean, like, you know. When I post on my personal account, the stuff that does the best are fucking memes because, you know, that's the most yeah. easily digestible thing. You know, there's a reason why that, you know, women posting L's took off because it's fucking meme formatted. Hmm. Well, James, <laughs> I you're... Think, I think James has been toppled by uh, e-girls posting L's, but that's... That's... I don't know. I don't see you. They don't... It doesn't, it doesn't count when they bought followers... No, no, no! There's like this that. new one. There's this new one. Oh, sir! Only fans, girls posting out. There's the oh, yeah. oh! I thought you were talking yeah, about. Oh, no, I think that you were about well, no. Okay, hold on. Okay, well, let's uh, get let's let's get back on track here. Two hundred fifty k the other day, by the way. Oh, congratulations! Oh. Well, no, let's get back. Right let's get back on track here. I want to hear from Mafina as well on this. But when we're talking about these various online cultures, I still think that you're not really going to have 
as much normies with something like Pepe the Frog. I think that a lot of people who are more on the liberal left would get a little bit uh, turned off from there. And again, I don't really, if you look at the articles that are coming out from Vice, things of that nature, they're already painting this picture of, oh, like the seed oil, uh, you know, uh, hating craze, that this is like a far right thing, you know? And I don't think they're taking that out of their ass. I think that there is a connection with people who are dissatisfied with the way things are in the uh, United States, a lot of this woke bullshit, who end up going, you know, what's their choice? They're only going to keep going more to the right because they don't have an alternative. Uh, so I, I just want to say I have a lot of people with pronouns in their bios that follow me and people with different That's... flags. And, you know, I because I, I, I don't follow a lot of people, so I randomly click on things and there's a and from different countries and like, mm -hmm. you know, people are interested in this idea. And I, but, I but why do you think they're associating it more with the right uh, side? At least why is Vice doing that? Because we're the yeah. most vocal. And also because it's like, you know, esoteric health is more like a right wing thing. Yeah. And, and stuff a lot like of that. libs have noticed that. But it's also, I mean, like, also, it's a way for like, you know, these big corporations to easily discredit it and be like, ooh, yes. right wing. Wait, hold on. Sigma. Yeah, yeah. Look, say, look at the article wait. about Bitcoin and fucking seed oils that yeah. Vice published. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and, they, and they didn't like, include anything from Tucker Goodrich. That's why we released that. That he say, can we put seed oils on the Sigma. Sigma. The most into like, you know, in meme format, you'd say like astrology, crystal girl healing type stuff, right? That's also a very like liberal thing. So I would say I would say it's just on the extremes, you know, I, I would say more right centrist people are going to be in line with what we're talking about than like centrist left people. But for sure, I think it happens on both sides and it's just a different flavor. And I, I imagine you have the same type of, you know, esoteric uh people on the on the far left as you do is you know the far right but would they be well, talking about seed oils used, though it's just there's slight differences you know what i mean i think it really just comes with the connotation that's being thrown at it right mm -hmm. i mean you know somewhere along the line we decided that pepe was like a nazi and it, it's it's pretty it's just an easy yeah. equation for them to say like well he, he's a nazi so therefore it's like oh well we can't be a part of that if we want to be in our camp and keep our friends and you know be in this circle i think it's all it's just a very like primitive psyop almost like it, it, i don't think there's too much into it other than somewhere along someone decided to make a narrative about this you know and and that's what it became it's mm -hmm. almost too easy it, I, for me i think it's more internet yeah yeah the the, the mm -hmm. you know media had its day with it but for me it's more just like it's meme. It, like that's just it's like well, it's you know, in like four chan culture, right? Before Moot sold out, you know, you could that was a dark place, and I mean, it was it was <laughs> yeah, anything goes. I mean, I grew up in that. that. That's what I remember in it. Have you ever watched the video, the metaphysics of Pepe? No. Oh yeah, by by was it the Jonathan Peugeot one or was it the uh... Jonathan Peugeot and Jordan yeah. Peterson? I wrote I wrote an article about that one back Jordan in the back when oh. West Coast reaction. Uh, email um, email it to me, please. I will I will actually. It's mm. in my archive. Um, but it's funny because what's what's interesting about the last ten years is that back in the day, like from the nineties even up until the early two thousands, this was primarily coded as like almost a left wing thing. Like you had the sort of last vestiges of like leftist new ageism where they were yeah. the ones who were into like 
<laughs> anti-sacrament stuff and, and esoteric health. Well, and a, and a lot of people yeah. are on the left. <laughs> still, still to this day. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. It, it seems that as time went on, when it became sort of the corporate incentive, then now you have like the typical debunker articles about like why GMOs are safe or why this is good. Yeah. It's like, yeah. but I wonder um, for you and Sigma Senpai, what would it take, I think, for in terms of the sort of um, the food industry that is so reliant on seed oils, because it has all the metrics of the sort of uh, neoliberal economic system. It's fast, it's easy, it's cheap. You can produce an industrial scale. Mm. E virtually every fast food chain, without the exception of a few, I think Arby's got rid of some, um, they rely upon seed oils essentially to be like literally the transfer, like hot plate conveyance of their food stuff and, and the preservatives and medication and so yeah. forth. So what would it take, like what would be a conceivable alternative that could fulfill all of that criteria apart from having a radical like transformation to the way Wait, we engage Wait, I actually disagree Oh, and the Phoenix, you. sorry, you're here. I'm yeah. sorry, Phoenix. Yeah. Is my sound fine? Yeah, yeah you sound good. good. Okay, so I don't think that they're using seed oils because it's easy. I think they're using it to destroy our genetics. That's another thing too. I mean, I personally believe that, mm. but like just for argument's sake, but yes, go ahead. If you I, I think you could make an argument for both. I think, you know, obviously you're further down the rabbit hole. Uh, if you think it's like, uh, let's prey on the polymorph. I don't think so because look, and... look at money. Money is infinite. Money talks. Paper. Look uh, at gas. Gas. I don't believe that gas is limited. I think it's unlimited. They just try to make our lives difficult. Like with taxes. So it's mm. the same with seed oils. They just want to destroy our genetics. Well, so it's, o it's only a question of like how many people are we talking here? I believe compartmentalization. I finally said that word correctly. I think it exists for certain things like if we're talking about, I don't know, UFOs, if we're talking about secret space programs, I'm sure that there are ways that people can keep a lot of that shit hidden. Now, as far as certain agendas to you know worsen our health intentionally as opposed to just occam's razor it's all about it's all about the money it's all about cheap i'm i'm having a harder time believing that something like this would go just beyond these uh, very and, base and intentions cheap, like it's the efficiency maxing effective yeah what economics yeah. When it comes to food. well like even large-scale farming i mean the damage and uh, i don't know sigma if you can speak to that as well uh and the seed oil disrespecter uh, farming the way that it's done in the United States, at least, it's pretty bad as far as large-scale industrialization. There's a lot of risk, from what I understand, of crops getting destroyed because we're just using, like, monoculture. We're planting the same thing over and over yeah. again, yeah. and if there's some First. disease, then it all goes away. Yeah, we need to reduce demand for these seed oils. So we need to raise awareness so people don't use them. Um, we need to have people get other things, you know, Half of my list is vegan, um, the simple six that we talk about. Five out of the six are vegetarian. It's only tallow out of our six that is, you know, meat-based. And, you know, we want to get people getting these things. And I, to use a visual, I said, you know, the, the gluten-free menu at P.F. Chang's? You know, I want, I want the equivalent. You know, I want people to know about this to that extent where they demand these things. And it can change things. Look at, look at what happened with gluten-free. You know, that's mm. bread. You know, this is in the Western Christian world. And we got bread to the point where people were like, oh, is this gluten-free? I want to try that. Mm -hmm. Because it got memed. It was just the idea. It wasn't a, 
was but, a uh, meme but, on your I, phone, but the hmm. idea was memed. I mean, you know, Athena may know better than anyone. I think Kuwait, a lot of the Middle East, I think Egypt, the way they refine grains or don't refine grains, there's a lot more magnesium in their diet. Yeah. A lot of for the typical American, the main place you're going to get magnesium is going to be coffee. And so, you know, you pretty much just have it in, in coffee. A lot of people aren't getting enough magnesium or when they are getting magnesium, it's magnesium oxide and it's not you know a chelated form it's not glycinate it's it's nothing bioavailable yeah the food quality in america is just yeah horrible yeah because when much better my husband who's american like Mm -hmm. he eats one thing in america and he's in so much pain and uh when he was in kuwait we would have breakfast two lunches We'd have a dinner, and then my parents would stuff his face with a second dinner, um, and he never had any gut issues, mm. just because the, there's such a difference between the food quality in, let's say, Kuwait and America. It's almost like we're fighting a losing war here, too, because, you know, we were talking about, oh, maybe the, you know, this is is to damage us. It's not just follow the money, but this is actually, you know, intentional. Yeah, look at the you standard can, American diet. It's just, it's so bad. Especially and you could boil they a lot of... For babies. Yeah. Like, uh, if you go to a pediatrician, they'll tell you that you should, the first food for a baby should be rice cereal. But <laughs> babies can't even digest rice mm-hmm. cereal. So you're destroying mm-hmm. their guts and you're... Uh, you know giving them hernias and i would just also keep in mind though that there are people out there who are way 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 below your level uh afina i've seen mothers with like two-year-old three-year-olds maybe even one-year-olds they give them a bag of chips you know like a bag of lays evil well there's also this goes back to something i mentioned earlier which is kind of the the softball toss uh medical criticism that i tell people about is Pretty much all of us grew up being told that 11 servings of bread is the is what you should be eating as the staple of your diet. And then if you look at the food pyramid, I mean, the whole medical industry signed off on this for decades. I mean, I remember the fact that I was in school being told, yeah, 11 servings of bread and pasta and and then grain was even it was alphabetical. It was bread. (laughs) Right. Yeah. First thing, eleven. Why, why is it that particularly North American, like like why is it North American grains like for example, um, the land of my people, Italy, and James's people, um, it seems that they have an intensely grain diet with pasta and, and so forth and other um, complex carbs. But it seems, I guess, Japan and in other parts of Asia with rice. rice yeah. It seems that. It's um, North America in particular is like ground zero for the obesity crisis. Seed oils. Um, the, the diabetes <laughs> rate. Well, seed oils, yeah, but, but go ahead. Yeah. But there's there's a real, the Mediterranean diet has such a nutrient dense like variety, especially when you get into, you know, shellfish, for example, mm. which yeah. is, is a staple in the Mediterranean diet. And you've got omega-3s and in plenty of fish also the way you cultivate and refine those grains is a big difference right you know we like to think of like bread equals bread but it doesn't grain equals grain it doesn't and so a lot of it just had you know comes down to production you know not only quality but how just how they go about Mm -hmm. it because you know 
if you if you look at like longevity studies on the Mediterranean diet, it's pretty good. It's up there with like piscatarian, you know, is another really good one. I mean, I like any low mercury yielding shellfish is, you know, probably the best way to get your zinc. For example, you could just have a handful of oysters and pretty much have your week's worth of zinc. And mm. so it might just come down to you know, very variation, I would say. And it's also the, you know, olive oil is a big one. You know, there's a lot of real olive oil. oil. Yeah. They they have additives, right? Hmm? They have additives in the olive oil. That's uh, commercially. uh, Yeah. They put chlorophyll and uh, other. I don't know. It's much like you would think it would be like sacrilege in Italy or Greece to have like a mostly grapeseed oil um olive oil but i don't know maybe yeah maybe it's a Mm. maybe over there they they have much more stringent laws about how they can market their olive oils and what they can be composed of how much has to be made from olives they do but believe it or not the italian mafia actually has a bunch of uh, olive oil scams where Mm. they'll get like cheaper olive oil that's like less that's um less refined from uh for places like in uh over the across the asiatic and the uh, the slavic states where yeah. they will actually just mix it with seed oils and they will sort of fabricate the paperwork and so forth so you don't wow. actually know certain brands you don't actually know what you're getting in terms of italian olive oil. That, that was the business by the way in the godfather if you recall they were in the olive oil business yeah they but, still do like yeah yeah my, my grandfather actually when he was in italy um before the war uh he uh and no, he wasn't a soldier. He was a mechanic in the Italian Air Force. He got interned by the Germans. Yeah. He was sent no. to a farm in Hamburg. Was he was he um, a soldier in the mafia? Was he? No, no, the- no. He was. He would work when he was a boy. He worked in an olive oil factory, and he said that they pulled all sorts of scams where the head was the best, and they would give it to people. They would sell it to people they knew, but then like the inferior shit with some of the pumice, they would just. Uh, it would uh, give it to mass market. Uh, so, yeah. But wait, I want to go back to Afina. So Afina, what about the bread in Kuwait? Would you say that's healthier bread than a lot of the yes, bread here? Because we only eat pita bread, which is, in my opinion, healthier than any other kind of bread. Mm. Why is that? Because the Bible says that you shouldn't eat um, bread with yeast in it. So is there okay? So is there is there truth? Is there truth to this biblical uh, passage as far as health goes? Uh, is... I think so because yeast disrupts the gut biome. Is everybody in agreement here? I think it, um, so. When you have a hot, when you have a lot of yeast in your diet, I believe one of the byproducts encourages candida culture. So I believe, if I'm remembering correctly, you can. You, you know, grow a substantial amount of candida with high, I think it's from certain fermented foods, yeast. I think in general, actually, like refined sugars is probably the biggest one for candida and isn't obviously, uh, you know, isn't yeast, but um, in general. It's because yeah. uh, the candida feeds on sugar, right? Yeah. And so it, it basically climbs up and gets you know closer and closer to the stomach and if you don't have sufficient amounts of fiber in your diet or you have a high enough you, you know uh 
glucose load it basically gets up and and feeds on the good stuff while it's you know i mean and so you get this candida culture which can cause all sorts of all sorts of gastrointestinal problems and inflammation uh lethargy i mean there's a whole laundry list of symptoms that comes with you know bad gut biome and, and furthermore a uh a fungal biome like candida so if I'm I, if I'm trying to avoid bread, you're saying the best kind to have is is pita well, bread because yum, no bread. Well, you, I'll, sourdough I'll is pretty some. good. Isn't yeah, it? I've heard yeah, sourdough is the best for people. Bread. Uh, I'll, I'll actually give her a point. You know, try and keep it from a non-religious perspective. Is I know a lot of um, bodybuilders switch if they're gonna have bread. Uh, lower um, glycemic index bread is ezekiel bread because it's made also from i think beans um and it has a lower it has a lower glycemic index and so you have a subsequently lower insulin burden on your pancreas um so that, yeah i don't know how pita mm. bread is made but i know at least ezekiel bread is supposed to be like the biblical bread and it is healthier Oh, we have a comment from Alex DeLarge who says, this guy is absolutely ignorant of basic nutrition and biology. Who the hell is this? And then he says, yes. Oh, he, Alex is, me and All him right. go at it. All right, right. He's but here, playing, here let me, I got to here. One issue, uh, here, here. He says, yes, candidasis is a thing, but it doesn't involve fiber intake. It doesn't, it doesn't climb into the stomach, he says. No, oh, Kronkick said that a bodybuilding is religious. I agree. With oh, that. okay, Sigma. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, it absolutely does. You you can absolutely if there's no fiber in your diet and you have high sugar like in your diet that it it basically get climbs the colon essentially. I'm not even joking. You can literally. I, <laughs> I actually remember a couple years ago one of the people who made this popular was Rhonda Patrick. And she talked about how if you don't have sufficient amount, it's not like if you have you, if you have um, ample amounts of fiber, you're just going to stave it off. You still need to have lower sugar in your diet, but it definitely plays a big role in the bacteria culture. Um, mm. If you have no fiber in your diet and high sugar, that's what happens is you have this like rampant candida culture. But it's definitely not like a, you're not going to like take some psyllium husk and then suddenly oh no i i have no issues like it's it doesn't work that way but mm. you but it, it anyone who says that fiber has nothing to do with your gut biome health and like the migration of these cultures is retarded well so he, what do you the last the last thing he says hold sugar. on hold on last thing he oh, says uh gastrointestinal candidasis usually involves the lower intestine yeah and it climbs up if you don't have sufficient fiber, you fucking retard. Google it. <laughs> I actually, I don't think fiber is good for you. I mean, like, a lot of people say fiber that, oh, you should pressure. eat, if you want to avoid gut issues, you should eat a lot of fiber, like vegetables. But I don't think that's true. I think that mm. that's not well, good are you are you on the carnivore diet sort of thing? Well, I, 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 I follow the Weston Price diet, and mm. I have my... I'll have my children follow it as well. Well, that, she makes a good point, actually, because a lot of elimination diets have great gut biomes, too. I mean, I'm not a big proponent for something like carnivore, for example. I've studied a lot of blood work on carnivore. Yeah, you know, it's not good. Running the, yeah, like autoimmune disease stuff, 
inflammation markers, CRP, you know, load on your pancreas, reducing that if you're pre-diabetic, stuff like that. And yeah, you don't need to eat, you know, it doesn't seem to have any issues, but it seems like if you have, like, let's say you're eating a pretty normal balanced diet with like relatively low sugar, that increase in fiber is that the, the fiber ranges are definitely going to affect how the culture, um, forms, you know, like the substrate, it's basically the substrate for these cultures. And even like the prebiotic, I remember there was like this, I don't know if it was a scam, but they were selling, basically you would like ingest dirt and it was like spaced be good. It was supposed to be one of those cleansing things. But I don't know whatever play, happened to it. I remember play. reading up about it. It was basically like they, it was supposed to be a way to like artificially like tr- like jumpstart your bacterial culture where they would, you know, they'd say like, oh, have a dog lick your face. Eat these pills that have like this substrate for your microbiome, all this stuff. It was pretty interesting, and I think it might have been like four or five years ago, and I never knew mm. what happened to it. But in general, yeah, there's, it, it's kind of scam- mm. scary how many ways there you can skin a cat. Because I know some people on carnivore only that just feel impeccable, and their, mm. you know, their blood work, their inflammatory markers are so low. They had high CRP before. Now it's like bottomed out. Their skin problems go away. Their eczema, mm. and I'm not even I everything I had learned up until then would say this is probably a bad idea. That's, that's why we're here. Right. I mean, none of this is like settled science. I would say a lot of it you do. And most of what I get through, you know, the clinics that I funded and, and, you know, people in the bodybuilding circle is anecdotal, but there's gotta be something to it. And, and I've seen people have success on a lot of different diets, but have you as have you looked out of curiosity? Yeah, as, as someone for the past two weeks has uh, been eating only uh, chicken, cheese, and vegetables, so I've cut out uh, carbs mostly. I just want to say that I feel like I want to kill myself every fucking day. It's horrible. <laughs> I have a question, or I want to say something. Mm-hmm. So I have a friend, and she's like really, really fit and healthy, and she eats plant based. Like she doesn't eat meat. She eats clay for B12, but she, we were discussing this the other day, and she told me that uh, your diet is based on your karmic energy. Like some people thrive on carnivore diets, some people thrive on plant-based, and like, I don't know if I believe that, maybe it's true, but perhaps that's why different people thrive on different diets. I think it's genetics as well, probably. Mm, probably. Yeah. It's your it's sort of your ethnic makeup that probably influences the diet that you're well, the two things into. the two That's things go together point. like who's you're, been cultivating milk for a long time and who hasn't a lot of it lines up pretty well I remember seeing a map of who's been cultivating milk cows and and you know dairy for a certain amount of time and you know they on average deal with dairy better like I'm I'm Scandinavian and so my people have been cultivating milk cows for quite a long time I I do very well on you know, the things of that diet, there's something to that. I think polymorphisms play a big role and I wish it was more common to test for your polymorphisms because you can find out a lot about what your predispositions to are toward not only certain diets, but even uh, drugs and what you're susceptible to, you know, you know, disease wise, that plays a major role. 
I think there are some comprehensive tests for polymorphisms, but I, it's it's not very common. It's not like blood, you know, mm. you go to a clinic and you get a thyroid panel and a wait. Is it like a blood. DNA test sort of thing, or what are we talking here? So it just means like your what it, it basically just tests your genetic dispositions for certain diseases and like. I don't know if it deals in it doesn't deal in like allergies or anything like that. But I, I was just referring to what she was saying about some people handle certain things differently. And it's like, well, some people also are, you know, predisposed, predisposed to all sorts of things. And the way you can generally get a good handle on that is through researching polymorphisms. Mm. Just like Why why do people think eating clay is weird? Monks have been doing it for thousands of years in Tibet. Clay? Yeah. Why is that weird? It's I don't know. food. Mm. Well, speaking like, of... Americans uh, are so annoying because they're like, oh, eating clay is weird, but then they eat garbage all day. They eat red 12 and yellow 24, so but apparently <laughs> clay is weird. Yes. Well, there, well there's... I think the thing with that is like, like Americans aren't like specifically saying hey i'm gonna go eat some red 12 now they're drinking fruit punch gatorade yeah to now if they now if they if they marketed clay the same way they marketed capri sun then maybe we'll see a change in how people yeah are... it's it's all now, about what was the mcdonald's when the high sea they got rid of that why did they that yeah that was i mean look amazing. little kids love you know eating glue so i'm sure we could figure out a way to market clay i mean cedo well, elder suspector this could be your new venture like you can oh, forget God. about the zero people and just like start your own clay venture pick up a lot of red clay and yeah i'm sure it's plentiful um, all right just challenge accepted yeah. What just do you guys think that. of the uh, the peat diet? I mean, it seems that there's a lot of sugar disrespecting going on here. Mm, but what I'm is your opinion of Ray Peat? I'm a big sugar disrespecter. That's that's true. I what drink do you think? so much maple syrup every single what day, is the and I feel great. Well, well, from my understanding, Ray Peat says that sugar isn't inherently harmful. Oh, Ray Peat. Ray Peat. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Any Wait, what did you say, Cedar Disrespector? What is your opinion on Ray Peat? I mean, my I I actually haven't. I understand, and I've been told that my message lines up with what he says, but I haven't really read a lot of his stuff. Um, mm. I, well, what what is the basic yeah. uh, gist of why he advocates for things like orange juice, for example? Like, what exactly is going on there? Because oh, that uh, seems like such a huge dose of sugar without... Yeah, I, I don't know exactly. He says, like, natural sugars have a different um, satiation rate or something. I, I, I have, I've yet to look like, into the esoteric... But like galactose is good for your brain and we know yeah that's why yeah, yeah. so like when you it's hard for people to understand so like when something is like lactose free for example they 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 put lactase in it there's nothing lactose free but they basically put an enzyme in it that turn you're basically why it tastes sweeter is because it's mostly glucose you're tasting now instead of galactose which is a a, a lower sweetness to it but galactose has benefits for the brain and so a lot of these different sugar matrices have effects on, you know, cells and enzymes that that are different than each other, right? Than just consuming glucose or fructose. Same thing with the liver. I mean, you know, there there's d differences in how, you know, the the I, I believe it's your liver. If you, I remember a bodybuilding trick, for example, I don't know how true this is. Where they used to think that if you had a lot of fructose and then you had your carbs 
that it would trick the liver into like, I think like excreting less glucose or something and storing more glucose in the muscle and stuff. But there, I mean, that's a big rabbit hole in itself. There are the different sugar matrices. There's an important point that I'd like to throw out there that real nutrition science hasn't been tried. And that's one of those memes that I put out there because I like that we have, well, and, and for my own marketing here, my seed oil marketing is that we have had unnaturally high levels of omega-6 in our bodies before we knew what omega-6 was because speaking for the u.s you know u.s centric right here um uh the adulteration of lard with cottonseed oil started i think like what civil war era or something i don't know exactly late 1800s and what was it like and then crisco 1911 and then when did they discover omega-6 like 1930 you know yeah you know, so everybody is at high levels. Um, so, and we know that sugar does not cause diabetes. It's omega-6. It's seed oils that induce insulin resistance. I may so, have back on that. <laughs> I, what do you, can you elaborate on that? Because like, I mean. Yeah, that's a pretty big claim. The strain yeah. of the pancreas, beta cell pancreas from insulin load from spikes and. You know, I, I would I would like to come back to Tucker Goodrich because uh, he could he could cite the actual studies mm. and, and give you. Mm. More, like how, about, said, how about this? How about like we set up a uh, Patreon only episode for the people sure. who are like all you guys listen. If you want to listen to the nitty gritty of how exactly all this stuff works, come yeah. on Patreon, patreon.com slash break the rules. Become a patron today and you are going to get a lot of good stuff, including like I just mentioned patreon only streams so and, and yes and uh, omega-6 this has no relation to omega and while you're at it subscribe to mk ultra money oh. on youtube we are oh. one subscriber away That's from right. 1,000 right now be the Woo! 1,000 subscriber and jules will suck you off <laughs> he would have done that for free anyways oh, wow. tell them jules is going to give you the oh, sloppiest toppy you've ever had in your life if you're our 1000 subscriber so anyways getting back to it um omega-3 omega-6 why is omega i know this is a drug brain question why is omega-6 bad why is omega-3 good the context is the fact that we're not swimming in omega-3 like most of us are not probably not getting enough because we're not eating fish or grass-fed beef or something the content when we talk about the ratio of oh our ratio is off because we have so much omega-6 it, it, it's not about having the perfect ratio it's not being overlooked you want to get enough omega-3 you don't really need that much you know eating some fish or grass-fed beef or if you have to supplement a little bit uh, you don't have to slunk the uh, the fish oil um, but we're swimming in it we're absolutely swimming in the omega-6 and that's a very profound thing it sounds simple but as you extrapolate and you look into oxidative research and you look into, you know, the fat levels of extremely healthy populations or in the fat, the levels of omega-6 in the fat of extremely healthy populations that don't have chronic disease, it's low. And the more you look into it, the, the more interesting it gets. So, um, mm. you know, I don't, I don't look at it as good and bad. I look at it as we're, we're, you know, we're flooded. We're absolutely flooded with it. Well, before we go, I have one last question related to losing fat. So from both of you guys, 
just a very simple question for people who are just starting on their journey. What is more important? Is it not eating the wrong shit or exercising or how much does the exercise affect it versus not eating the wrong thing? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I may get some pushback, but I am 98% calories in, calories out in terms of weight loss. Um, I think, you know, how fast you lose like water weight due to inflammation or your how your diet affects glycogen storage in the muscle is, you know, going to be part of it. I think we didn't talk a lot about it, but even I, I would say that calorie restriction, either from fasting or, you know, it, you know, I'm for the last like six, seven months, I've been eating basically one meal a day and I was, at six foot four, I was 320 pounds. I was one of the biggest bodybuilders. And I lost like 60 pounds because I got edema on my feet when I was in a trip to Miami and I had been partying pretty hard. And at the time, all these bodybuilders were dropping dead, you know, to we don't really know why they were dying. Um, uh, and I decided to make a change, but I had already been a huge proponent for fasting. And I've always found that my blood work is impeccable on fasting. If I think you got to get past that little hurdle. I think, I think generally calorie restriction due to like, you know, e e either closing in on a feeding period is going to incidentally reduce the amount of calories you're eating just because of that window of time. But I think, if you want to hit everything on the head, you know, you want to lower your cholesterol, you want to raise your, your growth hormone levels, but keep IGF one levels up, even with like low sugar diets, you want low CRP, you want your thyroid kicking out, you want to take less strain on your pancreas, you want to not always be in mTOR, right? All those good things for longevity, I think you want to lose weight, I think you learn how to, um, calorie restrict from fasting i think it's not the easiest part if you want the easiest answer that's not going to be it um get your thyroid checked out obviously but i would say fasting is probably one of the best kept secrets in not just health but in weight loss mm -hmm. and when you're working out at the same time how important is it to maintain, let's say, a certain amount of protein for muscle gain while at the same time restricting your diet? I mean, it depends on your goals. The The clinical research says that you want for men roughly one gram of protein per, I think it's pound of body weight. Um, I really don't think that's super accurate. And I don't, I think it really falls off quickly now if you're an enhanced athlete and you have a much higher protein synthesis rate or something like that don't listen to that i think you need a lot more protein but generally i think a good rule of thumb is like 0.5 to 0.7 grams of protein per pound of body weight and that's not really all as hard as you think to do i think um unless you're like vegan then it's going to be pretty difficult to do um well, I guess it depends on there are mm. some very protein dense uh, vegan sources, but, you know, I, I'm not a big believer that all proteins are the same.
So I don't mm. like, for example, the bioavailability of, you know, peanut butter versus beef is not the same. And then people will say like, well, the nitrogen retention seems to be the same on paper. Don't listen to those people. I don't believe in <laughs> it. Um, and what about the protein powders? Think, unless you're oh, trying to be a bodybuilder, you know. Mm. And what about the protein powders? Would you say that those are just a fad or there is something to them? I don't think they, uh, you know, I wouldn't say they don't work. Okay. I don't, I don't think they, like, if you need to supplement extra protein, you're, I, I don't think they're a healthy option. I'm not a big fan of them. I don't think you really need to supplement for for all that much outside of your diet if you do it correctly, even as a Bible. I don't even know anybody in the pro circuit, really, that has protein shakes all the time. They're just getting it from their food. They really are. I know all these guys trained for three years with the top bodybuilders in the world. None of them are, like, mm. downing protein shakes all the time. It's too bad. They're gastro. They, get, they feel sick, and then they just fart every five seconds. Like, nobody wants that. And what is your stance on raw eggs? Okay, so here here's my problem with the raw egg thing. I I I don't know much about the research with the yolk, but I know that people that have a really high intake of raw eggs seem to show lower B6 levels and I think it's because of a compound in unheated egg called like it starts with an A. It's like albidine or something, albitrine or something that re reduces B6 levels. And so they can become B6 deficient. So I think you want to supplement with maybe some, some B6 if you're going to do that. And I don't believe pasteurized egg whites, for example, which you can drink. They're safe to drink. Um, and they're a good source of protein and everything. I'm not sure if the temperature is high enough to denature the enzyme that is responsible for this B6 reduction. I also just don't think it's like that, you know, delicious to me. I haven't looked much mm. into the rabbit hole of why they say it's much better. Well, it depends on the egg. Like if you get a nice orange yolk, it tastes way different than some bland oh, yeah. ass down the down the road literally like a couple blocks away there's just a guy with it and they come in all different colors and sizes and there's like a bluish you know small egg in there brown you know and they're when you cook them they're like this bright vibrant color yeah they're not like these store-bought eggs i'm a full i believe in you know all that i just don't see i don't think um I think the bioavailability does seem to be higher for cooked eggs. So if protein is why you're doing it versus like nutrient density and spectrum or whatever, if you think something's being denatured in that, then, you know, go for it. But if it's just like, I think it's kind of a catch yeah. that you, you may not be absorbing as much protein and there's going to be a lot of like raw meat eater, you know, people that are going to say like, Oh no, you're designed for this shit dude like you can do it <laughs> we didn't know how to cook shit your body's built to have this maybe well, maybe well another th another thing uh rog nationalist talked about is the yeah. shake having to do with putting like six or eight raw eggs in the blender together with uh raw cream and mixing all that up and uh, slurping that down
that could be interesting. I'll, I'll tell you a, gr- a quick, gross story of when I do drink raw eggs, which is when I would be bulking, I would usually put, um, like, and I would leave it overnight. I would usually put a bunch of raw eggs in my, like, ninja blender thing, and I would put raw kefir. Or no, no, no. I would blend it with some kind of like vinegar believe it or not and i would leave that over i whip it up really high because you don't it's not i'm pretty sure ad nature that compound it can also be an acid so you're like cold cooking it right and then i would put like raw kefir and whatever else i want in i would drink that twice a day and it sat with me perfectly well but and i i felt fine about it but um you know, I, I think if it sits well for you, you just got to learn to like listen to your body a little bit. I know that seems a little woo woo for someone mm. like, but you, trial and error is everything, man. Well, I know some people that have gotten changed their lives with stuff that is totally against the grain. And I, I've seen how they act and how they live, mm. their energy levels, you know, their mental health. Don't believe everything, you know, people say, and not even me, you know, go and try it as long as it's mm. not super reckless. You well, know? As long as it's not seed oil, I guess that's uh, yeah. uh, what yeah. we're getting here. Well, so speaking of seed oil, James, what are you eating? Okay, I'm, you, I'm ju- eating... you got some food here. Yes, you gotta I got to testify. I got Greek food from an authentic Greek restaurant called Under the Bridge on 59th Street. It's fucking delicious. I got uh, chicken kebabs. Uh, there's some potatoes in here I really can't eat right now, and uh, peppers and onions. Those place rocks. All right, so with these chickens, these chickens are probably living inside of a death camp. Now I can't say that oh, for sure. Maybe they God. were, maybe they were grass-fed chickens who had a good life. But that's the other thing that kind of uh, freaks me out with a lot of the restaurant food is that unless they specify that you know these animals were so and so pasture raised, I just think like all of them just came from living hell. And now we're eating them. But uh, how much do you think that, number one, spiritually, number two, just in terms of the body and the feed, and I would love to hear your take on this as well, how much do you think it affects uh, a person eating from, you know, meat from one of these, you know, industrial farms in the long run? Well, I'm going to say this. Every restaurant is, unless they explicitly say it, is probably coming from these chicken um, Holocaust internment camps. Um, oh my god. Uh, god damn it. You uh, had to the, you had the, to I said death camp intentionally yeah, so that you yeah. know where the bridge is. You had to yeah. cross that bridge. The, the the six million chickens. God damn it, James. Jesus. Well, you know, chickens right. were kicked out of 109 countries before that. So. All right. All right, oh, James. Yeah. I let James, I let oh, you wait. get away with it. I let you get away with it because I know oh. that you're because I know you're actually not not a real fascist. So I let you get away with it. Yes, exactly. Um but yeah, uh, but yeah, I avoid seed oils when eating look at, out. Look like, at love like, leading James down the primrose path. I I call a... up for every place beforehand if I haven't gotten confirmation from anyone else. And pretty much, authentic Greek and authentic Italian are like really the only good things um, that you can eat out. So, and I'm leaving for Miami tomorrow, and I was out of groceries. So. Mm, there we go all right on to super chats and before the super chats seed oil disrespector is there anything you would want to also add into this whole discussion about like the farms and uh do the farms also then incorporate a lot of these seed oils 
into what the animals eat. Like, how are the animals doing when it comes to a lot of these industrial farms or even smaller scale farms? I don't know. I, I mean, I've, I've seen reports of like grocery store bacon having upwards of like even 30% omega-6 in some cases, um, basically a seed oil. But I'm glad you brought up the farms because I think I've gone too hard on farms. Like I understand that I'm, I mean, in my bio, it literally says propagandist. I'm just trying to direct people away from seed oils. I don't want to direct people away from farms. So I've gone too hard on bacon. Um, you know, I, I don't think it's a good idea to be a bacon maxer unless you really know, you know, where it's coming from because, you know, even independent farms can be giving them feed with, with, you know, corn and maybe even corn oil in it, depending on what they're giving them, you know? Hmm. And I don't want to throw suspicion. I just want to say, find out what they're eating, you know, hmm. but support farms. And if you're going to eat bacon, you know, if you don't know where it's coming from, do the paper towel trick and dry it off. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think it's a good idea to be cooking in lard frequently because it can be high in omega six. Um, and, um, we used to not not now because we don't have that resource as close by, but we used to buy um, chickens and eggs a lot from a farmer's market from a farm when where I was in medical school. Um, and that was great. It was excellent. You know, it, it was actually it was back then. It was be even before we went full disrespecter. My wife didn't want to eat bacon anymore <laughs> because of the conditions and she didn't really want to, you know, buy chicken from the grocery store anymore. But, you know, everyone's one different. Thing I don't. Uh, follow on the Weston Price diet is eating pork because I mm. I just never you know had it it's because That's... of my religion mainly but absolutely um, haram yes exactly uh, I don't need um, but I also I don't think pork is good for you I think it's filthy and it's just I don't know the thought I love pigs yeah I disagree cute. Athena as a but... mad you are wrong one hundred percent. It's Man, disgusting. I... It has bacteria and worms in it that you just can't. Oh, Geo's setting me up so hard right now, but I'm good. I've bullied him <laughs> enough. I think this episode. Oh, go ahead, James. Go ahead. Geo's only defending the pigs because he looks like one. Come oh, on. Wow. No, that was oh. too easy. That was too easy. That's you gotta try. We gotta sleep with That's one, James. That's not true. I think Geo looks great, uh, but pigs are like eating pig is. In my opinion, he very insulted nasty. his girlfriend, mm. which was worse. Wait, seed oil disrespecter. Oh, and also, Fina, I did forget to uh, ask you uh, my apologies about uh, the spiritual aspect of not only the pigs, because you mentioned that, but in general, animals from the uh, factory farms. What do you think that would karmically do for people to consume these poor, poor wait, things? Wait, before you answer that, so you're telling me I can eat this pita bread and not feel guilty? Yeah, I mean, it depends on what it's made of. Like, yeah. it depends on the kind of flour, I guess. But also, but, like, like the factor, like the place where the grain grew for that pita bread. Maybe there were some little rabbits and gophers that you know w went on the blunt edge of the machine that was extracting all this stuff. You know, like that's the problem. We never fucking know unless it's our own garden. At the end I'm of the day, I'm still only having half a piece, but you know. <laughs> My, my mental mind here. Yeah, I, I, I want to absolve everyone of their carb guilt because I think if we're not insulin resistant from omega six toxicity, that you just eat until you're full. Well, so, for me, yeah. I have high blood pressure and high uh, blood sugar from when I went to the doctor uh, two weeks ago, which is why I've been 
cutting out all the carbs. So I know it's from all the carbs and the alcohol because that's mm. like the uh, the two two thirds of my diet. The other third is chicken. So. Well, speaking of carbs, by the way, well, Sigma, I'm curious. Speaking of carbs, what do you think of uh, keto going into ketosis? That is, does it waste muscle as much as uh, you know they claim about the uh, fat burning? No, no, I don't. You, you just you don't need carbs to build muscle. First of all, carbs are good for the insulin response because insulin shuttles nutrients. Um, insulin is actually one of the most anabolic compounds that the body can produce you know, secondary way, right? That's why it's so commonly abused in the bodybuilding circuit is people will take, you know, short acting insulin with large carb meals because the glycogen retention, the muscles is higher. There's more nutrient nutrient shuttling to the muscle. So I, I, I think um, the only two things you really need to build muscle are protein and fats. You don't need carbs to build muscle. And so you can go into complete ketosis and preserve, I would say, you know, a dramatic amount of, of muscle still being in ketosis. I'm not a big fan of ketosis personally, just because I, I love, you know, drinking milk. I grew up drinking milk and you can't really have any substantial amount of milk and, and expect to remain in ketosis. Mm. Is, uh, there, is there anything for the intermittent fasting, let's say, when for a certain period of the day you would abstain from things like milk or in general not really eat that much and then later on you water would... Water if I was fasting. I mean, I'm not a bit... Uh, I want to go back on something I said, which is that you should just intermittent fast. I'm more... Fr- if you want to lose weight, I think restricting your window is a good thing. But for health reasons, I think you want to dig into a, a bit of a longer fast. Like I've done three to five day fasts where, you know, autophagy starts kicking in and you're, you know, scavenging some of those um, senescent cells. Right. That's, I think, probably the best takeaway if it's like anti-cancer risk. You know, your growth hormone hikes usually after the third day. Um, if I tried to do a full fasting. day of fasting, I would be in prison so fast. <laughs> you know, it actually feels really good after a couple of days. Usually you're not hungry, at least until I mean, you get used to it. The only advice I would say is do a water fast, have maybe a little bit of magnesium and some sodium and potassium um with your water and then maybe psyllium husk to bind to the bile acid from when your your bile ducts are going to start dilating you know because you're basically you know you're starving and so these the bile acids get released after a couple days and so a lot of people start like basically throwing up bile and you, you know you don't want that and a lot of people have found that if you have like some psyllium husk you know, throughout the day in little amounts, it'll bind to the bile acid and you'll just pass it. Um, I think it's a, you know, Sachin Panda, I think, uh, does a, a fasting mimicking diet that, you know, seems to work for a lot of people. But um, mm. yeah, so I wouldn't say just intermittent fasting. I would say periodic, like say once a month you fast for like three days. That's sufficient. I think that's really a a healthy choice. I think if you can get your body up to like five days, you'll start to dig into the good autophagy and get rid of senescent cells. And I think that's a little bit better. If you want a good resource on fasting, I would 
look up uh, Leo and longevity. He's a research PhD, a medical research PhD who's retired, who does a lot of stuff on, on fast, all sorts of topics, but I met him through the bodybuilding scene and, um, He's uh, also he he's from Dubai, but he goes into a lot of that stuff, and it's it's pretty brilliant. Mm. In the, yeah, uh, Dubai that's not that far away from Kuwait, is it? Well, he's in California now, but he's, no, it's like an hour away by he's plane. Originally from Dubai, yeah. Mm. He's a smart. I will actually be going there. I'm going mm. to Kuwait uh, in June, and then um, I'm taking Charles to Dubai, and then Saudi Arabia, which is going to be really fun. Nice. And uh, when, uh, well, okay, before that, I did want to ask you about the karmic effect because we kept, oh, look, cat, uh, we kept uh, going uh, away from that. So I want to ask that question, then we're going to go to Super Chats. So what do you think is the karmic effect of eating this poor black cat over here? James is about to cook it. I'm not having Chinese food. I just <laughs> ate. I had Greek food. Okay, so I truly, oh and especially now that I'm breastfeeding children, I truly believe that. Are you breastfeeding Charles too? Um, no, but oh, he did try oh. breast milk. Oh my. I think okay. I think every single dad has tried their wife's breast milk. Anyway, oh, really? yes, oh. every single one of my friends oh. that has had a baby, their husband has tried their breast milk. I like they do don't that. drink it, they just try it. Oh, I, drink it. I would drink it. That you got to get that BDNF. <laughs> the BDNF. It's it's. Well, I'm there's something sure. there's something archetypal about it. There's uh, yeah. I think Young talked mm -hmm. about. Well, this is definitely well, the funniest BTR thing since last time. I'm gonna have to jump off soon. <laughs> oh, all right. So before before you jump off, I just want to go into super chat, but also the karmic question. I think it was still kind of not really uh, not oh, really answered. Um, I think that if you kill an animal and it has suffered, I think the energy in the you know the food product is very bad and it affects your energy. Hmm. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking like when it comes to some kind of a McDonald's thing where it's like one bit from, you know, one animal and then another bit from another and so on. It's like at that point, it's just like this conglomeration of all these different animals that have been murdered in all these different ways. I mean, it's such a strange thing to think about, like what food has become today. But anyway, let us go to the it's super. Horrible. It is horrible. Like, chickens have it so bad. They're yeah. so tortured. It's insane. I mean, I know that this would be different from, uh, let's say, the Abrahamic faith, but I could imagine a kind of temporary reincarnation for like like a hell-like punishment. Somebody gets reincarnated as one of those poor chickens, you know, in the factory farms. That that's like a temporary level of hell. Like, or at least that's what it feels like hell would be. But anyway, uh, let us go to the super chats on that grim thought. Uh, Okay, ABC. Well, Wait, this before we get to the super chats, uh, 23 minutes ago after I said the thing about the thousand subscribers, uh, Christopher Otto was our 1,000 subscriber. Woo! Uh, please DM him, Jules, uh, what alley you would like to meet in for him to suck you off and give you the sloppy toppy. Oh, come on. Okay. Anyway, listen. Since you said subscribing, I'm going to say subscribing too. Everybody, subscribe to the Break the Rules stream right now. Do it. Do it. Do it. If you don't, Gio will break into your house and inject you with his seed oil while you sleep, okay? USA! 
USA. Oh my god. We get enough super chats, we will nuke Canada and we will specifically do it in a way that will inconvenience Gio without killing him. Minorly inconvenience. Yes. Okay. Next. Next super chat. Well, this one was Athena beat me until you disfigure me. We already said that. Next one. Another one from ABC. $10. All right, he's upping the ante ten dollars. All right, well he said that too that he retracts his re- recent statement. So next one, Croin kicks two dollars USA USA. Next one, medium raw five dollars. Seed oils are over socialized grease. Take the goose fat pill. Yeah, we didn't talk about the geese. Well, if Robert Seffer comes in, then we'll talk about geese. Uh, anyway, Croin kicks two dollars. I would keep in mind that USA is number one. USA. Uh, next one, ABC, two dollars. Afina, I love you in the platonic admiration form. There we go. Ah, ne- bullshit! So I call nice. bullshit on that too. one. <laughs> next one over here, uh, internet friend to five Canadian dollars. How did a du- how did a dumb frog poster fool so many? Anime PFPS didn't fall for SOD for even a minute. We literally can't stop winning. Again, we already discussed this. What do you get out oh, of the people brutal. that what do you get brutal. out of the people that bring their content in? Show some fucking respect. Okay, show some respect for uh, uh the people who you may not agree on everything in who you know may be promoting certain things that you're not big fans of who cares if you're getting some if you're getting some mileage out of the content that people bring on who are you to judge okay so let's stop this purity spiral next uh medium raw became a patron for five dollars thank you so much medium raw for the patronage i appreciate it buddy and ABC five dollars. Geo, keep diet stable. Don't restrict too much. Build muscle for a higher metabolic rate. Training and programming is key. Higher reps. Don't power lift yet. Well, I don't know. Like uh, Sigma, what do you think? I mean, regarding Geo, I didn't really want to address this, like unless Geo wants to. But um, I figure, you know what? Like I care about the fact that Geo is going through a transformation right now, like you were talking about before. So I figure, you know, why not? Why not just like bring it out into the open and like for well, a person in Geo state, like what would be the recommendation? Yeah, my my thing is, um, when it specifically comes to obesity, I, I can't imagine it being safe for a lot, a huge amount of the population to start intermittent fasting on a like a wide scale basis. So, what would you recommend? I guess to people who are in the category of like, you know, morbid obesity for lack of a better term. So can you go over again? Like you're, you're just trying to lose. Oh, sorry. I'm walking upstairs. Um, just for fat loss or also you're trying to combine some strength training. I heard, you know, increasing metabolic rate with lifting and stuff like that. Just what generally, what is your goal? Yeah. You just... A little bit of both, but mostly fat loss. That would be the ideal before I can like start really big into the weight training yeah strength training is going to be a big one um it will it'll increase you know metabolic demand more muscle will technically increase you know metabolic rate i I would get you know for for anyone that comes to me you know asking for tips now i don't do this for a living anymore but what i would say is get a thyroid panel done just make sure you have ample amounts of T4 and T3 because <clears throat> that's going to be a big kicker. If your T3 is super low, 
<coughs> Sorry. It's those you know, seed oils caught in my throat. <laughs> Um, you can say it's dried cum. We won't judge you. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah, because I, I find a lot of people, you know, you know, e- even on like the far left where they're like, oh, it's not all about calories. Some people have like thyroid problems. You know, I have to agree with that. I, I see a lot of morbidly obese people with really low T3 and that can be a big kicker. Um Calorie restriction, obviously, already touched oh. on. Oh, wait, seed oil respect. Yeah. You got to go right now, right? Yeah, I, I have to wake up in like Ooh. a little over six hours. Damn. So. All right, wait, before yeah. you go, is there any final thing you would like to say? Anything you would want yeah. to promote? Final message? No, I mean, I. so I gathered that the biggest controversy is thinking I'm like a fake shill. So if anyone has any questions, let me know. <laughs> like, you know, I told you all, you asked about the thing and I... Basically, I I trust the company. Well, I trust enough not to drag them, you know, and promote that they're talking about themselves um, because I trust some of the folks that have been on the record for this stuff for a long time. Um, and if they got swindled, that's rough. <laughs> you know, people that have been writing for Weston A. Price since 2006 or blogging about the science behind this, you know, since 2010 and Tucker Goodrich's thing. So. Yeah, if it's if it's a big swindle, then it's going to get exposed with testing. Um, and if, like, uh, and to what um, Sigma was saying, you know, if if this is too reductionist, if there's something else, some other compound, some other things, you know, that's something I don't know of, and it's going to be tested and it's going to be seen. But one thing that I'm advocating for is knowing what the what the ingredients are. What are the fatty acid? What is the spread? What is in it? And um, and I think that's. The more you look into that, I think the more power it gets. So, um, but I got to wake up. I got to go right. sleep. Sorry. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very so much. much. Um, thank you for uh, for yeah. joining us. Yeah. Appreciate it a lot. Yeah, um, absolutely. I will. Uh, I will let the internet know that you issued yeah. a fight challenge to Raw Milk, and uh, we will get that boxing match no, set no. up ASAP. Yeah. All right. Sorry, sorry for interrupting you, Sigma. I, I just got to go to sleep. No, no problem. No problem. Yeah. Take, care. take care. Thank you for All having right, me. And any time, love to talk. And everybody, be sure to subscribe and add a like. It helps the algorithm out. Anyway, Sigma, so uh, you were saying about the uh, situation with Geo. I do have one question I wanted to ask there to kind of uh, throw it in there. One thing that at least seems practical to me just from thinking about it, but maybe there's some hidden thing I'm not aware of for people who are of a more obese nature, is satiation where supplementing with, let's say, more fat intake, like healthy fats, if we're talking about like grass-fed butter, things like that, that that may help in the satiation department. So there's not going to be as much of a need for additional uh, calories. Yeah. I mean, satiation is a big thing. Avoid any kind of like ghrelin agonists, and you can Google that. So ghrelin is going to be your enemy in this. You don't, even if you're, I don't know if you take any medications, any medications that could, you know, be there. Like a lot of people, I remember someone came to me and said, Hey, you know, I'm just eating all the time, whatever. And I said, you on any medications? He said, yeah, I'm on this anxiety medication called Remeron, which is the, um, non-generic name for mirtazapine, which has like a serious impact on, um your ghrelin and your ghrelin is essentially like you can think of it like your hunger hormone right 
And there are certain things in your diet that can agonize the ghrelin receptors and make you more hungry. Um, another one is blood sugar is a similar effect where if you're if you're roller coastering your blood sugar over and over, you know, people tend to overeat with with that kind of pattern. Um, more satiating foods, I'll, I'll tell you, I don't know anybody that eats a large amount of meat, like, let's just go to the full extreme, like carnivore, right? I don't know a single person that successfully did carnivore that did not lose weight. Not what you do not want to eat that much. You're just you're just feel full. Like you cannot just keep eating meat. I could tell you a personal example with me, by the way. This was uh several, several years ago, and I know the guy is kind of shilly in certain things that he sells, but there's this dude named Dave Asprey, and I know he didn't mm -hmm. come up with the thing, but he was the guy who popularized this uh, bulletproof coffee, the yeah. idea that you take, like, the butter, put it in the coffee. Yeah, and the coffee, yeah. Yeah, and that worked. Like, I had zero craving at all for any, you know, carbs or sugar or anything like that. Uh-huh. There, there's another one I know. I know there is a variation of like Yohimbine, which I think is illegal in Canada if you're in Canada. But oh, Geo's in Canada. Yeah. Like, uh, well, you know, maybe the Alpha Yohimbine is not. I think I don't know if you can get it prescribed. You could probably still get it anyway. I'm sure you could find it online. And it's not like a. It, it's over the counter here, obviously, but. Um, it's it's mostly used like if you're it, you know a lot of people all they use it in, is in the morning and it basically antagonizing antagonizes beta two fat cells which are usually more like insulin prone so it's like spike your insulin your insulin tells you to store fat the beta two receptors are typically more on your midsection so they have a higher and so it's like the idea is that you're shifting lipolysis slightly towards those beta two receptors. And it makes you less hungry and it's slightly, um, it's a slight stimulant, not really. And some people even say it has like aphrodisiac effects. I know that's one that a lot of people use to be less hungry. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not a, a good like dietitian for like weight loss. I, I typically just train like or i don't train athletes but like that was like my world forever and and so um but like when i tried to lose weight like if i was like cutting for a show and stuff i was obviously taking you know certain drugs and supplements to aid in that i mean i mean i'm by no means the have always been like a the, the picture of health i've used plenty of performance enhancing drugs that you know and stuff like that i'm knowledgeable on but uh yeah i just think i just think maybe trying to like skip breakfast and then try and getting into like light policy shifting at least you're not going to be in full ketosis but maybe doing even like steady state cardio like get a, this is what works for bodybuilders who are real i mean i've lost and gained 50 pounds over and over like it it, I can do it in my sleep now. And most bodybuilders at my size, so there is a, a system to it. And what I'll tell you what I was taught um, was I would get up in the morning and I would take like alpha yohimbine and like, I think ketones or like raspberry ketones. You're not going to be in ketosis. And then you just do very steady state cardio, no intense cardio, 
for like 15, 30 minutes, like just like walking. Right. And what it's, and I, I don't know about clinical research on this, but I know that the bodybuilding community might as well be because this is like, they'll do anything to win. So they like, if something mm. works, they basically figure it out amongst themselves. And a lot of the things having to do with carbs and insulin and protein, these bodybuilders have known about since the sixties and fifties. I mean, mm. they were way ahead of their time. Is that steady state cardio on a little bit of ketones and like maybe a ketone ester. And then you take some, Yohimbine and some black coffee or something, and then they just skip their first meal, seems to shift you into more lipolysis than you otherwise would have yeah. been, right? So I think that's a pretty easy trick that is like not gonna, it, it, you know, it's, it's not that huge mental barrier, like, oh God, I have to do that. Like, I think everybody can do that. And if you can't do that, it's really like, well, then what else are you like, are yeah. you expecting somewhere? You got to put in some work, but I know that works. That worked for me. It worked wonders yeah. is that steady state cardio fasted in the morning. Just when you get up, you just walk and watch some YouTube is what I would do. And I would take like a raspberry ketone or a ketone ester with some alpha Yohimbine or Yohimbine. And it seemed to, I seemed to work for everyone I knew. And then besides that, it is just generally trying to, cut calories i mean in a healthy way i mean you just it is calories in calories out for the for most of it you know that's a huge debate on people i have not seen any compelling evidence against like it seems like excuses to me to say it's not like you do just kind of have to i know there's a guy he's kind of polarizing but you might want to look up his cookbook it's kind of expensive if i remember people were roasting him for it but uh, in the bodybuilding circle, uh, I think his name's Greg Doucette, and he makes like a what he calls the anabolic cookbook. And uh, they're they take the meals taste delicious and they're satiating as, as fuck, but they're low calorie and they're they're he's a good cook and he does lower calorie meals for usually bodybuilders. I would check that out, even you know. Mm. Mm. And as far and as far as uh, we're gonna get to the rest of the super chats, but as far as the uh, fasting, let's say not eating before working out, what I found for myself is I do have a lot of energy in the morning, in the early afternoon, even before I have a uh, breakfast. How important is it to actually have breakfast versus, let's say? Um, getting your glycogen uh, restored afterwards because the glycogen source as far as i understand they don't just go away like that if you eat no. something then it's gonna you know be there the next day yeah you can deplete a good amount of muscle glycogen on like an intense leg workout if you don't have anything anything before um but yeah i i I think it's almost there's two questions in there, right? Is like, is breakfast necessary? No, of course not. Is breakfast necessary to maximize performance in the gym if you were going to work out otherwise without a meal? You know, I I tend to go with the saying like, don't uh, don't work out on uh, empty blood. It was a term popularized by uh, this uh, Russian bodybuilder who's he's kind of a mad scientist of the industry and i would say you don't need to but if you're doing some serious lifting 
I, I don't think carbs are your enemy. I, I do think that you're going to maximize performance with a well digested carb meal. I don't think you want to go with like a high glycemic meal with a ton of sugar or syrup, like pancakes mm. or anything like that. I think you get something, you know, well digested with some potassium and some sodium, maybe a little bit of magnesium. Um, but is there really a difference between, let's say, eating it several hours yep. before versus eating it oh, the, sure. day, the day before if you have what some sweet like potatoes for dinner? Yeah, You're not going to – well, you're going to tap into – you know, you're not going to tap into your muscle glycogen first. And it, you're even before that, you'll be tapping into your liver glycogen. Right. Um, I like it goes back to like, you know, carb loading for like a race the next day and stuff like sure. But, you know, you're there's only so much glycogen you can store in the muscle. And mm. I, I would say don't think it go with mm. what feels the best. Honestly, I'm not a big proponent of like everything has to count like what is the absolute maximum like if get everything out of it i think you really everybody needs to start going with what feels good like i i sometimes i i don't like to have a big meal before my leg workouts ever feel like shit mm. you know the whole like warrior goes to war hungry and stuff like that sure if you if you feel better i do not think you're gonna as long as you're eating afterwards you know, a sufficient amount of protein, even if you're not having carbs, the carbs may aid with the insulin spike that'll ha help shuttle nutrients and stuff like that, which is more anabolic. But if you just have a good meal afterwards, I, I do not think it's going to mm. like curb your performance, like for muscle gain. If you, oh, you're working out on no meal, you're going to burn muscle. I don't believe that for a fucking second. Mm. All right. Well, well let's let negligible. Well, I definitely appreciate it. Let's go back to the Super Chats. We just have a bit more Super Chats to go. Once again, if you guys are enjoying this conversation, be sure to subscribe, add a like, so on and so forth. Okay, here we go. Uh, Croin Kicks, what's your stance on crack? Uh, is it whack? Crack is whack. Oh. Who are you asking? Everybody. Oh. Uh, silence. Uh, no, no, but uh, powder that resembles glycine did save um, a life recently. So mm, there we go. ABC five dollars. I love. Want to hear more about MK Ultra Money on M YouTube? Please subscribe to MK Ultra Money after you subscribe to break the rules. I love you too. Is that the last bit of misogyny leaving leaving my ontology, my innermost being? Oh I God. I, I have no idea what he's talking about. All right, and Athena said, "I love you too." To uh, oh right, BBC. yes, Athena. What what do you think of that? I just came back. One of the babies was crying. Uh, what was what were you saying? So there was a comment from ABC. I love you too. Is that the last bit of misogyny leaving my ontology, my innermost being? That was this comment to you. Uh... I love everyone. Hmm. I love platonically. You I only love my husband non-platonically. Uh, obviously, it goes without saying. Obviously. Yes. You might obviously. have to reinstate it for the simps, but you know, all <laughs> of us here. I mean, I mean, I, Geo is a simp, but besides the point. Oh, uh, 
<laughs> All right, final super chat of the day, and then we're out of here. Oh, someone asked about nicotine sigma. What if, if chewing nicotine? Yeah, that's that's the that's the super. Mm. I was just about to say, goddamn it, that's. Oh, super sorry, chat. that's the super no, chat. No, no. That was the comment. <laughs> Sure. No, that is a super chat. Uh, yeah, nicotine gum for weight loss. Pros and cons. Oh, for weight loss, I. You know what I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to vote yes for a, a quick trick. I don't think I think you obviously there's some caveats to it, but um, nicotine by itself is not nearly as dangerous as people think. Yeah, and nicotine is. It's really not. My dad. Not, if you want a good. Been... Oh. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, no. uh, oh, no my my dad has been my dad is sixty this year, mm-hmm. and he's been smoking smoking packs multiple packs a day since he was nineteen, and he hasn't gotten lung cancer. He's completely healthy. He has no issues whatsoever. So, I don't think that nicotine itself is bad for you. I think it's the other garbage mm, they put in yeah. certain cigarette brands. Yeah. Yeah. They say Japanese cigarettes are healthier for you than. But Nick, people don't even realize Nick. If I ask, you know, the I walk up to the average person, I say, "Is nicotine a carcinogen?" They say, "Yes," but it's not. It's it's one of the only things in the cigarettes that isn't a, a carcinogen. In fact, they've shown senescent right. cells, and it has a very high antioxidant effect. People don't even realize that it's a, a very powerful brain antioxidant. Quite frankly, I always wonder what the cancer rate would be like if nicotine wasn't in in these cigarettes. There's actually a great video my friend does on nicotine. He does a whole series on them. The same guy, Leo and Longevity. He does a whole series on nicotine. It, it'll blow your mind. And nicotine is an acute um, nootropic as well. It's a very profound acute nootropic. And the threshold seems to be really high. So you can, I mean... I would say nicotine again. The molecule nicotine is not as bad as people think, and and if it curbs your hunger, you know maybe try and find a brand of gum that is really just the nicotine. I don't know what else may be in it, but nicotine for curbing hunger, um, you know, within reason. I don't I don't think is the is the worst choice in the world. Not, you know, for your health. I think if it's like oh, I'm gonna go smoke a cigar or this Marlboro to not eat a meal. I don't think that's a good choice, but nicotine gum or even like snus is probably among the lower ones that I've read about Mm. in terms of of risk. Maybe I should try this. My, my, uh, my girlfriend is watching the stream from the living room and then she just texted me nicotine, not dangerous, uh, based, but she's (laughs) constantly vaping garbage. Uh, which well, I that, think she needs to realize is not the same as, you know, just nicotine. I, if you're vaping, I believe you want to look out for it's the, you want the one with it's like vegetable glycerol or something is one of the a- additives and it's not the, um, I don't know what the other, like it's whatever the carrier compound is in it i think it's the one that's vegetable and not the other one i know where anti-seed and where is so you you know take you know uh for what you will but it seems to be oh Oh, shit he'll be back don't worry there was something going on (laughs) our good friend uh perry on um on twitter he actually 
was almost as big as me. He was 300 something pounds and he, he's now thin as a rail. And he, I think he said an integral oh, part excuse, of Geo? Well, an integral part of his diet was actually nicotine gum, I believe. So oh, really? I wonder if I, that would probably, because it's funny if you mentioned that, because my father is actually the same turning 60 this year in uh, December. No, not December. I'm born in December. Um, August 13th. And uh, he is, uh, again, lifelong two-pack-a-day mm. smoker, almost three-pack-a-day smoker. And, uh, yeah, so... Well, I'm glad you have a friend who's uh, working at uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse, for anyone who catches that reference. He said Terry, you know, Terry, like the pterodactyl. Okay, whatever. Anyway. What? Moving on. Moving on. Moving on. I'm going to pretend I didn't hear that. To, like, nicotine if I take nicotine gum. Uh, well, there was a comment from King Salmonfish who said that nicotine gum is going to make you pissed off at uh, various oh, various things. So get ready, get ready for uh, Dark Maga Geo. You know, like oh, uh, that would be. A- I don't like the idea of suppressing your appetite with nicotine, especially when it's the gum because it has a lot of toxic ingredients in it. Uh, it's like it's like drinking those weight loss teas and supplements, which are all you know garbage. Mm. I think you should find the underlying cause of why you want to eat or why you know you're hungry, uh, you're excessively hungry, and fix that issue, and it'll fix your problems. Mm. Because I had mm. the opposite problem. I had a problem where I would not eat like. Two years ago, I was like 80 pounds, and I'm five foot three. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's anorexic territory, yeah. Yes, but I wasn't anorexic because it wasn't like a conscious decision to avoid food. I just did not have an appetite. And I figured out why that was. I, you know, tried my best to fix it, and now I'm at a relatively healthy weight. I mean, when I gave birth, I lost the weight really fast. Uh, because I'm breastfeeding and I wasn't eating enough, but now I'm slowly gaining weight because I have to for my milk supply. Nice. All right. Well, I'm happy to hear that you're gaining back the the weight right now. And uh, with that, this is the end of the stream. I want to thank everybody for being here. Seed Oil Disrespector, James, uh, Sigma, Athena, and Geo, and by the way, yeah, uh, Twitter has already caught on to uh, yeah. the stream, so it's not going very well. But oh, not fu- for they, us, they not for me, us. But... They heard me reveal what the sacrament was. No, 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 no. I mean, well, see, all disrespect. Anyways, uh, it was nice of him to come on to. Uh, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah, look, um, let her, he, let... he messaged. Yeah. He messaged me after he left, uh, thanking me. So I guess my um, my six million jokes I made didn't offend him too much, despite the look on his face he had when I was making them. Well, uh, James just, has just goes to she... one hundred and nine podcasts. So. <laughs> there you go. Uh, just goes to uh, show how how thick skin I've become over 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 the uh, years. <sighs> yeah, no, J- James could get away with it because I know where his uh, where his uh, uh, heart lies. Look, I anyway. love the Jewish people. No one loves Jews more than I yeah. do. 
you know them and their tiny little hats. They're so cute. By the way, James, you love their tiny little. You have hats. you have the best you have the best Jewish accent. By the way, I love your Jewish accent. You know, I really do. I, I could be Woody Allen, or I could be your landlord. Uh, you know, love. I think uh, the first of the month just yeah, passed. Yeah, that's too and, New uh, Yorkish. You, you gotta you gotta get like the. Uh... That's crazy, James. That doesn't even sound like you. Yeah. Oh, you know, uh, you know, when you surround yourself uh, with a lot of landlord Americans in uh, New I York, feel like the I'm landlord in Americans. Right now. What, what, Afina? I feel like I'm in Israel right now. Oh, oh one, one moment uh. you're in Israel, and then another moment you're in a Woody Allen film. Uh, you better watch that. Well, now, your dad. now James just has to shove a uh, uh, a tar and um. An Uzi in Athena's face to feel like she's in Israel. <laughs> oh God, Gio! You know, as a Kuwaiti, I'm actually not allowed to travel to Israel. If I there do, you go. I get investigated. Whoa. I'm also not go. allowed to travel to Israel, but for different reasons. Mm. Oh, <laughs> oh, hopefully Kuwait and Israel will make peace. But that's—I don't want to get into that. That's a whole other discussion. I, Please you know, I spare me today. Israel and Palestine make peace because I don't like the idea of Israelis you know, dying or Palestinians dying. I hope they all mm. make peace. And, well, you know. right now, Fatah. I like the idea of Albanians yeah. dying. I think, I think they both belong to Christendom, in my opinion. But that's good. Just, I think they belong good for you, to Gio. Christian Western Chan. West, yeah. Whatever. Well, anyways. All right, Next anyways. Break the, this week, I break the rules. Israel versus Palestine. Who will win? Oh, we still got to do that. Oh, wow. Patreon I've thing. I've seen that episode before. Well, we got to do that Patreon thing with you and your dad, Gio. Oh, Remember, that's dude, still yeah, that's yeah. still ongoing. Uh, when his dad came He's in the room, not been having a good time recently. That's also He's gonna be on um... X videos. Uh, well, oh. maybe that stream's gonna make him jolly. You know, like he'll get something uh, out of that. I think he'll. No, appreciate no, he's it. been having a lot of problems with his uh, shoulders. And his, oh yeah, his yeah. Inflammation. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think. Well, that's what I mean. Like maybe he'll yeah, uh, get a get, maybe he'll get his mind around. You know. He'll yeah. he'll be entertained, you know, despite the uh, shoulder thing. Has he yeah. tried the? Uh, has he tried the uh, the weed for, the, for uh, like, the pain? Oh no, he never would. He'll never do that, man. No, no he can't slip well, some I, edibles I his it's, way. It's probably uh, they said it's probably some kind of like viral arthritis or something caused by when he had a mild case of the, uh, you know what? Mm. Um, yeah, I don't the the oh my come. Uh, but I don't know. I think it's just, it's probably, he's had this before. It's probably some viral thing. I hope. It, so your dad has had your cum. All right, cool. It's a confession. The, the variant of, oh, my cum, James. I don't want to say it for YouTube purposes. <laughs> Thank but, you, um, Gio. I've seen how careful he is. Stop, James. Okay, good. Megatron. Yes. There you go. All right, listen, this is over. The stream is over. Thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to subscribe. Add a like. Ultra Money on YouTube. Oh, and go to my Substack today. I came out with a first installment. It's called Confederacy of Shit Posters. Um, nice. It's about the uh, e right wing and stuff like that, and just internet culture in general. So uh, it's on my Substack, Geo's Content Corner. But yeah, go to my YouTube. Uh, I have a bunch of Twitter spaces we did, uh, Giant Productions. And uh, yeah, what, what's coming up next week? This week, oh, uh, next. Well, this week there's going oh, to be a stream about anime, the power of anime, and that's oh gonna, god, and that's oh, oh you got to bring Big Beta back for it. Oh shit! All right, dude. Uh, literally, when I when I met him last year at uh, Bitcoin Miami, which I'm flying to tomorrow, actually for this year, uh, I just remember in the club just talking with him and his brother about fucking Yu Yu Hakusho and Yu Gi Oh and Hunter Hunter, base as fuck. Oh, nice. <laughs>
Not yeah, that I, I respect know, more I than a fucking ripped-ass jack dude in love like, with anime. <laughs> like, except oh, for yeah. certain things like Berserk, I don't know anything about anime. Yeah, well, Berserk. we're going to cover uh, Xenogears. I mean, that's more of a video game than an anime. But it's, but like, it's, it's you know, it's close. It's an anime. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's for next week. And let's see, yeah, maybe we can uh, fill, uh, fill the room up a little bit more. But uh, anyway, thank you guys so much for watching. Once again, really appreciate yeah, it. Animes. <laughs> Pleave animes. Pleave animes. No, Xenogears is big. All animes. Yeah. yeah. No, oh. Xenogears talks about like the Kabbalah and all that stuff. It's uh, it's pretty cool. All right, guys. That's it. End of the stream. Thank you so much for watching. And pay ultra money on YouTube. Subscribe. Uh, uh,